the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. All right, it is a uh, Wednesday, hump day, middle of the weekday, over the hill day, closer to Friday than we were on Monday day, and that's a good thing. It's a beautiful day outside, lots of sunshine right now. Uh, temperature's about 53. Said they were going to get to 61. I'm kind of doubting that now. Maybe a little cooler than that, but it's a, it's a nice day anyway. I mean, I, I was so fed up with all that rain that we got. It was like day, every day we had rain and then we'd have like one day of sunshine. Then we'd go back to three or four days of rain. Uh, that that's not my kind of, uh, weather. I like, like five or six days of rain and, or, uh, or sunshine. And then it rains one night and then it's five or six days of sunshine again. That's the way you are, Zach. You like a lot of sunshine. Yeah, I do as well. But you know, it's going to rain this weekend. They're saying Friday night, then it's supposed to kind of, it's going to be like a 40% chance on Saturday and then it's going to disappear again on Sunday. Oh, okay. I thought it was supposed to rain like Saturday and Sunday. No, I don't think so. I'll, I'll check my, my crystal ball here, better known <laughs> as my smartphone in a minute and, and tell you what, what it's saying. First of all, before we get started today, let me uh, give you some really great information because I've been told now talk about it as much as you want to Dave. Uh, coming up, uh, either April 1st or April 2nd, we're not sure which day, although it could be a little longer than that. Lawyers are talking right now. You know how they do. So they're talking and making uh, the decision when uh, 96.5 FM is going to move up, uptown. We're going to move uptown. We're not going to be on 96.5 FM, uh, as the answer anymore, we will be away from 96.5 and we're moving to 101.1 FM and, uh, it's, a, a it's got better coverage. It sounds a lot better. It's got much more presence when you're listening to it on the radio and to all of our folks out in Conway who have been saying, Dave, please up the, up the, the power as though I can. Just walk to the transmitter and turn it up. The FCC does not allow that. I could do it. You know, I could really, I could go out and do it, but it would stay at that power for maybe an hour. Then it would go back to what it was. And then I wouldn't be on the station any longer uh, because you power and, you know, dial positions and all of that are uh, given to radio stations by the FCC. So we're going to, we've, we bought 1011, so we own it now. And uh, we're going to move to that station. You're going to be able to hear us better. You'll be able to hear us everywhere, basically here in Little Rock and over in North Little Rock, where you've had a lot of uh, what we call in the biz nulls, which means uh, the, the signal is not really clean. And that, and that can be a variety of different things that called cause that it can be atmospherics. It can be, 
you know, topography. It can be just a big old building right in the middle of your your signal coming from your uh, your transmitter. So uh, we're going to 101.1. It's on a tower that's on uh, the hill where all of the towers are at uh, here in Little Rock. That puts us about 650 feet up in the air, gets us over most of the obstacles that are in front of us, especially the obstacles that are between us and uh, in Conway. So you and Conway are going to be able to hear us very well uh, there in your city as well. So, you know, Paul Harrell will be on and you'll be able to hear him and Conway clearly. Um, you'll be able to hear me clearly. And then, of course, Gallagher and uh you know, Prager and Larry Elder and all the rest. They'll, you'll be able to hear everybody uh, out there on uh, on the radio. So that's a good thing. Now, understand, no matter where you're listening, if you get our uh, app that we have for 90, for, for this time it would be 101.1, uh, you'll be able to just put that on your smartphone Many of you listen through your smartphones anyway now. You don't even turn the radio on. And uh, you can plug into your system and your car, bring up the app, and listen with complete crystal clarity. Uh, You know, even if you're in Alaska, you'll be able to listen to us. You wouldn't be able to listen to us if you were just listening on the radio. It would not work. I just let you know that now. We're not going to be that strong. So uh, you can... uh, you know, join us all the time as well as now we're set up. So we're Facebook live every day. And if you want, you can watch, uh, the show as well. Probably want to watch tomorrow. I want to tell you to watch tomorrow, uh, tomorrow, first hour, the governor is going to be on. You'll spend an hour with me and, uh, we'll talk back and forth about what's going on in the state and, uh, what some of his thoughts are about as we move through this uh, elect, uh, election cycle uh, coming up. So that's uh, that's all out there for you as well. But it's really important that you understand that at the end of this month, going into the very beginning of next month, whether it's going to be on Sunday, April 1st, and let me, a lot of people know that I've been, I, I'm a master of a- April 1st, April Fool's jokes. This isn't a joke. This is the real deal. I'm not making an April Fool's joke for you. We are moving from 96.5 FM over to 101.1 FM. And uh, we'll be over there. So I think they were known as the streets. Isn't that what they were known as? The, 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 the radio station was called the streets. I'm not even sure. Yeah. It, it was a, it was a, a kind of hip hop rap station and, uh, Salem bought them and, uh, they're moving the, the, the answer franchise over there. So that's where we're going to be either starting April one or around April two, unless the lawyers yak, 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 the way they always do. And they push it back a couple of days and we get a few more days to keep, keep telling you that we're moving. And that, that's why I'm taking the time to do this right now, because I don't want you to miss the move when it happens. I don't want you to come in looking at 96.5 FM and I'm not there or Gallagher's not there or Elder or whomever you're looking for, uh, they listen to, or, you know, listen to Paul Harrell, not there. So 101.1 soon. 
here uh, on your on your FM radio. That's coming up. It, it the station has been bought. We own it. You know, with ninety six five, uh, this is getting in the weeds just a little bit. But we did an LMA. That's called uh, you know lease uh, management agreement, and it, it allowed us to program the station and to broadcast on the station. But we were paying the owner of the radio station money to do that. That goes away now. And we own the radio station that we're going to be on. Salem uh, has told me, uh, some of the big boys, head of programming, things of that nature. They wanted me to tell you Salem is dedicated to the Little Rock market. They want you to know that. And uh, so the answer will continue to be here. As well, uh, the Fish and Faith Talk. All three stations are cluster is going to not only be here, but the signals are going to be better. You'll be able to hear us better, clear, clearly, uh, because of the additional uh, height that we have on this new tower. And the way it had been set up, 96.5, you could hear us towards Pine Bluff really good. You could hear us down to the southeast. But to be honest with you, nothing, nothing against those areas of the state more probably more soybeans than there are people down there so we're in the business of talking to people and uh, this signal uh, is basically directed out towards the west so all of you that are in conway get ready you're going to hear us very very clearly all right quarter after uh, two on a wednesday coming up next hour uh brain balance is going to stop by Joe and Duck will be here at 4 o'clock hour. And then 5 o'clock hour, Dorcas will be here from the Dorcas house. And uh, during the times that we uh, break away from some of those people, we got all kinds of stuff to talk about. There's a lot of things that are going out, going on, and uh, we'll talk about those as well. 823-0965, you got questions? I'll try to give you the answer. Get it? Yuck, yuck. A break, the Dave Ellswick Show. All right, joining us on phone today, he's been with us before, Matt Moser. He's written a book, uh, Bully of Asia, Why China's Dream is the New Threat to World Order. And, uh, Stephen, let's get you on here with me. Uh, I want to talk to you real quickly about, one, Trump's going to meet with uh, Un sometime probably in May. How much is North Korea going to make their own decision or is it, or are they still the puppet and China's pulling the strings? Well, uh, North Korea wouldn't exist if it weren't for China, uh, Dave, as, as as we've talked about before. And so I think China's putting a lot of pressure now on Kim Jong-un, little rocket man, as we call him, to come to the table and, and at least talk. Uh, China's under pressure itself. You know, they've used North Korea as a distraction to distract us away from their theft of our uh, cyber secrets, of their theft of our intellectual property, of their trade imbalance, and all the rest. So, uh, but, but the pressure is increasing. We've sanctioned a lot of their companies now, their banks, their shipping companies, for doing trade with North Korea. So I think they're, they're leaning on uh, Kim Jong-un to at least meet. Uh, of course, uh, President Trump, being Trump, will keep the pressure on North Korea, uh, regardless of, of what happens, uh, until we have... Uh, a certified denuclearization of that uh, little hermit kingdom north of the uh, the DMZ in Korea. 
Yeah, it's kind of an interesting thing. I mean, I'm not expecting a whole lot out of this. Number one, even if Un says, yeah, let's do a denuclearization treaty, I wouldn't believe that he'd follow it uh, if he gave me a million dollars. How about you? <laughs> well, we gave him over a billion dollars a few years ago, and, of course, he didn't uh, He didn't keep his word then. His father didn't keep his word. His grandfather hasn't kept his word. I think the, uh, the Kim hereditary dynasty has a... Uh, history of being pathological liars and i think kim jong-un the the little rocket man is is cut from the same cloth so yeah we would have to go we would have to have have uh, tremendous verification on such an agreement uh, it wouldn't be hard to hide a nuke in a tunnel somewhere and keep yeah, it really. uh, for a rainy day as it were yeah that's that's what i'm thinking and you talk about tran- you know any kind of transparency if if folks think we have problems with iran you, it, it, that's just scratching the surface when it would come to North Korea with all of their uh, ways that they hide everything that they do. Well, yeah, and, and this is a, a regime that's based on, on secrets, based on conspiracy. I mean, communist uh, parties in general are organized conspiracies, right, with their little cells separate from one another. And uh, Kim Jong-un is an extreme example of that. But I, I would draw a parallel between Kim Jong-un now and Xi Jinping. Uh, these are two uh, one-party dictators. Uh, Kim Jong-un is, uh, and, and uh, Xi Jinping are, are brothers uh, under the flesh. And they operate the same way. And uh, so we, have to get, we have to get tough, I think, with both of them. Yeah, Ping's going to be, uh, you know, leader for life now. Well, the uh, Chinese Communist Party, acting under his orders, has just abolished <laughs> uh, any term limits for for the presidency. You know, but his real power comes from the fact that he's the uh, the chairman of the Chinese military commission. He's a generalissimo of the army. He dresses up in military uniforms from time to time and directs uh, military operations, holds military views and military exercises. That's where. His real power comes from, as Chairman Mao famously said, uh, power comes from the barrel of a gun, and Xi Jinping controls all the guns. So he'll be president for life, generalissimo for life, and uh, general secretary of the Chinese Communist Party for life. He's only 64, so he's going to be around for a long time. Yeah, man, I'm a little bit older than him. I'm a year older than he is, so maybe we can strike up a penmanship kind of thing. You know, I can send him some pen pal letters and we can have those going on for years and years now as we both keep an eye on each other. But, I, you know, here's a big question for you, and that is the president has started the, the whole tariff uh, movement that he's got going. Cohen left because of it. Uh, Tillerson had some problems with it. He's gone now. Uh, looks like uh, Kudlow is coming on to take over uh, Cohen's position He's had some kind of epiphany, according to the president, and now goes with the uh, the tariffs. What what do you see as far as this is concerned between the United States and China with these tariffs? Do we really have very much power, do you believe, with the Chinese dealing in this area of steel and aluminum? Oh, a- a- absolutely. You know, China's manufacturing uh, half the world's steel now. It would like to manufacture all of the world's steel, uh, which would be a bad idea if we ever got in any kind of a conflict uh, with China to have to buy our our uh, steel from the same uh, 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 country that we were we were at war against. Uh, but but the tariff idea is a, is is a, is a great idea, and for this reason, 
Uh, China has been in a trade war with us for a quarter century or more. Uh, they have tariffs, uh, traditional tariffs and, and non-tariff barriers against all of our goods. So they're basically already in a trade war with us. All Trump is saying is, 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 is this is an acknowledgment of what China has been doing all along. And I think it's going to bring China very quickly to the negotiating table because uh, what, what happens if, if we start putting tariffs on each other's goods? Well, you know, things that are big box stores, the cheap Chinese-made goods may get a little more expensive, but it won't, you know, crush our economy. It will cause a, a, an economic disaster in China. The China's, China's economy will go into recession overnight. So China has a lot more to lose uh, in a trade war than we do. I think they recognize that. They'll come to the table and start making concessions. I think that's what brought Larry Kudlow on board, is the understanding that uh, that, that Trump leads by making uh, a, a very strong demand, by getting your attention and then forcing you to the table and, and working out some kind of deal. So uh, I think Larry Kudlow's on board with that. I'm on board with that. I think it's about time we got tough with China on trade. Yeah, I, I think that something that a lot of people do not understand is that the majority of Chinese people can't buy their own uh, products that they they manufacture in their country. The Chinese have a huge demand for being able to sell their products overseas. Yeah, half the Chinese economy is based on exports, and a lot of that comes to the United States. I mean, we're the we're the biggest, juiciest export market in the world. And every country, um, well, not every country, most countries mm-hmm. take advantage of that fact. Uh, Europe, 10% tariff on our cars going to Europe, 2.5% tariff on their cars coming here. So so even Europe charges us three times as much as we charge them uh, to, to take, take, take cars from each other. So, you know, that's not a level playing field. I, I'm on the side of the American worker. I want. I think American workers can compete with anybody around the world on a level playing field. It hasn't been a level playing field. Yeah, well, you, that that's easy enough to say. You go back and, you know, we think about uh, the Japanese and how they, you know, used uh, the ability of putting tariffs and things on our goods, and we couldn't hardly take any cars into Japan but they could flood our markets uh, with uh, with their cars. We've had problems with China, or not China, but Canada in the past, dumping steel in the United States. That happened in the 80s. That finally got taken care of. So, you know, you're right. We, it's time for us to say to the other countries, if you're going to jack up the cost of our goods in your country, we're going to do the same thing to your goods. And everybody says, oh, well, that's a trade war. Uh, war. Well, it's free trade. But it's fair trade as well. Yeah, I mean, if they're doing it to you and they've been doing it for decades, they get they get comfortable. They get complacent. They think, well, Americans are saps. They're just going to put up with it forever. And then when we start making noise, they they cry foul. But they've been uh, they've been breaking the rules for a long time. So I think we finally got someone who who's not worried about Wall Street. He's worried about Main Street. He's not worried about the uh, the, the financial masters of the universe uh, like. Uh, the recently departed economic advisor. They're going to bring in people who think about creating jobs, think about starting factories again in, in this country. And uh, I think we're seeing the beginning of what's going to be a great uh, economic boom over the next uh, decade. All right. We appreciate your time, Stephen. Stephen Mosher is our guest. This man knows more about China in his little finger than I know in my entire body. It's always a pleasure to have him on. Name of his book, Bully of Asia, 
why China's dream is the new threat to world order, and it's been that way now for decades. Thanks, Stephen. We'll talk to you in the near future. No, thank you. All right, Stephen Mosher here on the uh, the Dave Ellswick Show. Again, the name of the book, Bully of Asia. That's the book right there. You can see it here on Facebook Live. Be back right after Todd Starnes. All right, interesting story uh, with uh, the Demgaz uh, dealing with uh, the governor. Uh, You can always tell when you've gotten under somebody's skin. Been known to do that from time to time. I got under Governor Beebe's skin outrageously during the last few years of his second term because I was uh, bringing you all information uh, on what all was going on in his office dealing with Obamacare when he was out, you know, talking about he didn't really think Obamacare was the answer and blah, 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 blah. And I got uh, a copy of a letter that he had written to the then uh, Secretary of Health, Sebelius, telling her that Arkansas wanted to be the first state in the union to wrap themselves in Obamacare. And I, I was doing my show live from the Capitol at the time because, uh, the session was underway, uh, the general session. And I was reading it live on the air from the fourth floor of the Capitol, which proved that BB had misled everybody in the state lied about it. And, um, he was not happy. I'm going to tell you being unhappy is really a gentle way of putting it. Um, and, uh, he used to, uh, at the other station that I worked with, uh, during that time, uh, he did a statewide program, ask a governor and said that he would, he wouldn't do it any longer if he had to do it from my studio. Now understand I wasn't in the studio or anything. He just said he would quit doing it because evidently um, he was going to be in the studio that I did my afternoon show. Uh, he did that uh, at nine at nine o'clock to ten o'clock in the morning. I mean, he had, he had he had he had walked out of the studio hours before I ever walked into the studio to do my show. But he was so irritated with what I had been doing uh, during those last few years of of his, uh, you know, of his. Uh, last, uh, go around as governor, um, that, uh, you know, he got that petty. I mean, really petty. And I, I talked about, you know, how he was calling people behind closed doors and, and threatening not to, to, to put any weight behind their legislation that he would get with the, uh, um, speaker of the house who at that time was a Democrat. I don't know if it was Robbie Wills or who it was. Uh, but, uh, they, uh, he would tell them that this person's bills were to be put into, into, uh, you know, committees where they would get defeated and things of that nature. Um, one of my favorite, uh, Democrat, uh, state representatives, Don Creekmore, thought Don Creekmore was, uh, had some, some good ideas about domestic violence and things of that nature. Uh, I know that she was, she was attacked by BB. Now there'll be people who say, well, it didn't happen. I'm just telling you, I know for a fact it happened. 
And uh, I think Dawn, you know, has moved out of politics for probably that reason. Uh, I think she she tried to run one more time after that, and and uh, you know by that time uh, this area had turned really solidly red, so she had a real uphill battle to try to to win uh, a race uh, that she was in. But the bottom line is is that you can get on the bad side. Look, I was on bad. I've been on the bad side of of Republicans and on Democrats. I was on the bad side of then Governor Huckabee. Uh, I got here in uh, 2000, he was governor and, uh, he and I locked horns when, uh, I worked with a, a group of other people, Carl Kimball and some other people, uh, Tim Jacobs, uh, to, to get rid of the food tax here in, in Arkansas. And, uh, Huckabee was bound and determined not to let us succeed. Uh, he didn't think we could get the necessary uh, signatures to get it on the ballot. And we did. Problem was, is that once we paid what money we had to pay to get the signatures, we didn't have any money left to buy ads to, to push the pro the, the, for you to go out and vote for it. And it, and it lost, uh, when it went up for a vote and we would have gotten rid of the, um, the grocery tax very, very quickly. It would not have taken long. Uh, in fact, that's the only thing that I'll say f- for Mike Beebe is that he started getting rid of the grocery tax when he was governor. Uh, and to this day, I mean, it's one subject that, uh, you know, um, Governor Huckabee and I do not talk about when uh, when we're around each other. Uh, you know, we can we can talk and have a good time and cut up with each other, but that's one issue can't because... I, I don't know if you remember this when that was going down. Do you remember uh, uh, the uh, Children's Hospital? Do you remember the big, big banner they had on the side of the building? I don't. You know, talking about don't vote for getting rid of the, the food tax because it, it would basically take away Arkansas Children's Hospital. had skull and crossbones on, on either end of it. I wish I had pictures of that just so I could remind people. These were Republicans fighting against that stuff. Well, I'll tell you, Governor Hutchinson has let some people get under his skin. And it's got conduit for action. Um, there was an article uh, written by the Dim Gas. says, as the campaign season gears up for 2018, Governor Hutchinson, March 13th, offered his first public criticism of a conservative Northwest Arkansas political action group, he says does not have the state's best interests in mind and is seeking to control state lawmakers by funneling thousands of dollars into their campaigns. Now, let me just stop with that very first uh, paragraph. And Wickline wrote this, this story. Wickline's a good reporter. And he, he, he puts this down. And I, you know, he's, and this is what the governor's saying that, uh, later on, he finally calls out the people who are doing this, uh, as the conduit for action and, uh, says the political action group, he says, does not have the state's best interests in mind and is seeking to control state lawmakers by funneling thousands of dollars into their campaigns. A little homework assignment for you. Go to the necessary website that shows who is giving their money 
to uh, legislators and see how much money all of these health PACs are giving to the state legislators to make sure that Arkansas Works continues to move forward. Now, if the governor is going to be 100% honest here, there's a lot of money that is spent every year on election time trying to elect people that business interests, government interests, and every other kind of conceivable interests are throwing money at politicians to try to further their agenda, not your agenda, not my agenda, not Arkansas's agenda for the most part, but their agenda. And I find, I just find it disingenuous for the governor to point out at one pack and say, hey, these people, this is wrong that they're doing this. And the other thing that bothered me about this article is it says the governor says that he's never been, he doesn't get involved in primaries. That's not what I've been hearing. Now, he's going to be on tomorrow. I think we should maybe talk about this a little bit. But uh, as far as I know, he got involved uh, on Jane English and Donnie Copeland's uh, uh, race uh, in the primary a couple of years ago. He got involved in Eddie Joe Williams and R.D. Hopper's race, and he's gotten involved in some other races through his weight. This last one with Bailey running down in Russellville, if I'm not mistaken, the governor appeared uh, for the the female. I can't think what her name is because I kind of I try to stay out of the primaries because I think that's when you pick who you want to 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 run and be in the election. And I don't think it's for me to tell you who you should be voting for. That's why I don't I don't get into it uh, when it when we talk in politics. You know, the governor. I'll have the governor on to talk politics. I'll have Jan Morgan to come on here and talk politics. Now, when the governor comes on and he's talking about uh, new programs and things of that nature, what's happened at the, at the Capitol, that's different. That's what he does because he's governor. Well, let, let's talk to some of the listeners. Willie is in Pine Bluff today. Hey, Willie, how are you? Welcome to the Dave Ellswick Show. Fine, Dave. You're having the governor on tomorrow, aren't you? He's going to be here. He'll be here at uh, uh, 2 o'clock. Well, I would tell him that I was gonna, I'm going to vote for Jan Morgan because why? Apparently, he's a rhino and he loves Blue Cross and Blue Shield and that other outfit. Oh, CVS. CVS, yeah. Well, uh, the uh, the legislature, and I'm going to let you go, Willie, because I'm coming up on a break. Uh, the legislature is meeting now during the special session. It looks like, uh, I think it's House Bill 1010 uh, that is being uh, kind of flying through the House. This is going to allow, uh, if it passes, will allow the insurance commissioner, Alan Kerr, to get in there and try to clear this mess up about uh, how much pharmacies are getting, you know, from CVS and Blue Cross Blue Shield and whatnot for uh, medicines and how much they're being charged and that they got to pay. I, uh, I am being contact with, with, uh, with Alan Kerr 
He's going to be on tomorrow, either in the three o'clock or four o'clock hour. And I, I want him to talk about what this new legislation is supposed to do, how it's supposed to increase, uh, the opportunity, uh, for, uh, folks to, uh, see more, uh, you know, free market types of, uh, uh, institutions getting involved again. Right now you got CVS, uh, that, uh, is being paid by the state government uh, to run uh, this whole thing, and they're getting their marching orders from Blue Cross and Blue Shield. And I'm just telling you what, the mom-and-pop pharmacies are taking it into shorts right now because literally businesses that are getting money from the federal, or not from the federal, the state government are running mom and pop businesses out of business because they got a monopoly no free trade involved here there's there's nothing going on here that uh, gives us any real competition and uh this letter that i wrote i read to you the other day and we posted it on my uh facebook and on uh uh, put put it on the twitter accounts and all the rest from uh, i think it was cvs uh, telling these mom and pop places, Hey, if you can't make it, you know, we can buy, you know, we'd be willing to look to buy your business up. Now there's something wrong with the company that's getting state money and controlling what the, the prices are on, on medicines to the pharmacies. And they're causing the pharmacies not being able to buy the, uh, the medicines or it's uh, putting an undue burden on them because there's no competition in the state. And then sending a letter to those pharmacies and saying, you know what, if you can't handle it, we can buy you out. That sounds kind of predatory to me. So uh, we'll talk to Alan Kerr about that and see what he has to say about it. Again, governor will be on tomorrow. He'll be open to taking some calls. A two three zero nine six five when he's here, and you can ask him some questions as well. I'll have I'll have some questions for him as well. But as you know, I like to allow you to get in and ask questions also. So that's tomorrow two o'clock. Don't forget about it. Also, don't forget that ninety six five FM is to become one hundred one point one FM uh, April first or second or thereabouts in those dates. Uh, we will be moving on the dial to give you a bigger and better and louder signal to listen to. It's the Dave Ellswick Show, uh, 10 minutes till 3 o'clock. Let's take a quick break here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Well, I haven't seen a criminal in four years. What makes you think I need one now? <laughs> it's for that time that one shows up, dude. That's what it's for. Come on. All right, back here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Back, uh, we got Fox News coming up. Brain Balance, I believe, is going to be with us here in uh, the 3 o'clock hour. We'll talk to them for a while. Take a few of your calls. If you have some uh, some questions you want to ask, we'll bring them on. Uh, and uh, 4 o'clock hour, Joe and Duck will be here. We'll talk about cars. And if you got any problems with an automobile or a truck or a gas burner or diesel, whatever it might be, uh, you can call in at 823-0965. Uh, to uh, to talk about it, uh, and uh, in the last hour, I'm going to be joined uh, by uh, Dorcas 
uh, Dorcas Paulding Gleese over at the Dorcas house, not named after her, just happens to be a, uh, you know, a coincidence that they have the same name for Dorcas house's Dorcas's name. So bottom line is that uh, she'll be with us in five o'clock hour. They're going to be having their night out, uh, coming up, uh, I believe tomorrow, if I'm not mistaken, tomorrow night, um, we'll know for a fact when I have her on, but this is where people for the Dorcas house, uh, spend the night out on the street and, uh, they'll make, be making calls to their friends and asking you to make a donation towards helping the, the Dorcas house and things of that nature. So she'll be on with us here in just a little while. Give us the whole rundown on how that's all going uh, to work. Uh, again, you know, I just go back to that first uh, paragraph of that story and uh, that uh, Michael Wickline wrote for the Demgas. As the campaign season gears up for the 2018 election, Governor Asa Hutchinson on uh, Tuesday, yesterday, offered his first public criticism of a conservative Northwest Arkansas political action group. He says does not have the state's best interest in mind and is seeking to control state lawmakers by funneling thousands of dollars into their campaigns. I just, I kind of, I just feel like that's disingenuous as though he's pointing the finger at this group saying like, they're the only group that's doing this that are putting, uh, you know, money behind what they believe in. And that's not the case at all. There's, there's a lot of different groups out there that got packs that are, funneling money into political campaigns uh, while not specifying the conservative political action group by name. Hutchinson did later confirm when speaking with reporters at the monthly meeting of the central Arkansas political animals club, that his comments were targeted at conduit for action. Full disclosure conduit for action is, uh, has a show on uh, our station uh, from 6 a.m to 8 a.m. Paul Harrell show. And, uh, you know, when he's talking, he's talking about what it is that they're trying to do. Calls made directly, uh, to Brenda Vassar Taylor and Fayetteville's law, law firm were not immediately returned efforts to contact Maynard who calls himself a self-made Arkansas small business owner on conduit for actions website were unsuccessful. Both of them are, on my show every week on Monday. Try to have, uh, you know, a little bit of a different story all the time here on this, on this, uh, uh, show to let you figure out what the truth and what the truth isn't. Hutchinson began his criticism by saying he prefers to stay out of primary races because of his campaign for governor against GOP challenger, Jan Morgan of Hot Springs. However, he said he recently decided to speak out about the Fayetteville Political Action Committee and tried to encourage voters to elect legislators who are principled. Eh, Gov, come on now. Let's be honest here. All of the people who do as you want and, and are you know behind and pushing forth uh, your vision for Arkansas are not quote, the only principled lawmakers in Arkansas. I take exception to that, and I'm not even one of the lawmakers. 
right, we'll talk about this and other things as we go along this afternoon on the Dave Ellswick Show. All right, back with you, Dave Ellswick Show. We move into the uh, 3 o'clock hour. Annie Eunice is here from Brain Balance. Uh, she's been here before. Wanted to have her come on and update you where they're at as a business and uh, talk to her a little bit. And we're, we're going to put her picture up for you because I, uh, I talked with, uh, well, here's what happens. The, the, somebody comes to me and says, we want this person to be on. And I say either yay or nay and with Annie. I always say, yay. Yes. She can always come on, Thank you. but here's the problem. <laughs> no one told her that we were doing Facebook live yet. I think it's okay. And you didn't find a picture for her? Okay. So we're not going to put her on the on the air today. Can. We can fine. put you on? Okay. She said okay. She's Look, she's she's beautiful. All right? But she doesn't have her makeup on today. And she just wants you to know that. Just keep that in mind. All right. So we'll you'll you'll see you're going to pop up right over on the screen over here okay. as you as the people are watching. They'll they'll see you here in just a moment. So how are things going at Brain Balance? It's been how many years now? Two years? Almost, almost three years. Almost three years now. And I know that uh, from I've talked to people that have had children over there, that it's working for children, and that you've got a lot more, uh, a lot, a huge customer base than what you used to have. Yes, yes. Because you got to grow a business. Well, I mean, yes, absolutely. And then the program is making a huge difference. A lot of our referrals are by word of mouth, parents mm-hmm. telling parents that their kids have made progress and we're very proud. Okay. You, are you, uh, most important thing, are you proud where we're, with, with what you all have done thus far? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I'm very happy. I'm very blessed to be a part of this organization. I'm very uh, grateful that I we were able to bring this, uh, this center to Arkansas because there was nothing like this in Arkansas. And so um, we're very, very blessed. And it's making a huge difference. Yeah, and what you're doing is completely different. You know, when people think about helping their kids with their with learning disabilities and things, they think of tutoring. They think of uh, one or two other things uh, to help, maybe dyslexia or whatever, that there may be, you know, this it's organic problem. tutoring or therapy or medication. Those are yeah, ma- maybe medication majority first. of the routes that... That's kind of where we are as a society now is if I can take a pill and I can cure it, I'm going to take a, I'm going to take a a pill. This is not a quick fix. It works, but you got to rewire some things. You have, yes, there's, there's lots of gaps that you have to fill. There's, there's lots of things that you have to rewire, like you said. Okay. So as people are listening again today, Explain to them what your all's basic philosophy is about helping children learn. Okay. So Brain Balance is a holistic uh, program. We uh, do not prescribe any medications. We do not do any therapy. We're not a tutoring center. Um, The Brain Balance approach is basically based on identifying um, underlying areas, uh, underlying and underdeveloped, um, identifying, I'm sorry, identifying um, underdeveloped areas of the brain uh, that can lead to uh, social, academic, or behavioral struggles that our children 
develop as they grow and uh, they have difficulties in learning. So what we do is we have a comprehensive assessment through which we identify which areas of the brain are underdeveloped and immature. And then we uh, directly stimulate those areas, you know, those underdeveloped areas uh, to fill up those gaps in development. You know, when the child was growing in those early, early stages, where did the child get off track? Where did development got hindered by, you know, multiple factors? So that's what we do. Um, rather than uh, putting a Band-Aid on, a, you know, on or just working with the symptoms, we work with the, you know, we the brain balance philosophy is to work with cause, causes of where exactly, what's the root cause? Where is the problem um, uh, occurring in the brain and, and address it there so that you have a child who is, um, uh, you know, healed, not just coping with medication or, you know, therapy or et cetera. Why don't, why don't you I- explain to the listeners how you determine what these problems are and uh, because cause that, number one, you don't know what to do until you know what you're, what dealing with did, yes so how do you how do you figure out what you're dealing with so when the child comes in for an assessment it's a comprehensive assessment it takes anywhere from three and a half to four hours and we are looking over 900 brain functions uh we you know, that's what we're testing for looking uh, and then at the end of the assessment we have a very uh, objective a picture of the child to where the child is uh, behind functionally and uh, from there on we can uh, develop a program okay and people need to understand that this is not like you just sit down for 10 minutes and determine what you're going to do for the child no it's i mean long. after after you've done all these tests there's time that you got to sit down with the parents and explain to them what all these tests mean to their particular kid. Absolutely. Absolutely. So they come in for an assessment um, uh, and then we invite them back to come back and then um, we go over the results of the assessment. All right. How many, how many parents sit down and as you explain this to them, it's kind of a, of a, of a difficult process because they're not used to hearing stuff like this they're not they have gone through um, several types of services they have gone through several assessments throughout their lifetime but they have not come across an assessment like this and most of my parents are breaking apart <laughs> you know when they're, they're they get very emotional they, they you know they get to see who exactly their child is for the first time it's like they get to know a child that they never knew before. Yeah, because yeah. the child is covering up a lot of this. Yeah. Or trying to. Child is trying to cope with a lot of things. Medication is masking a lot of those symptoms. Um, so there's no, nobody really knows what this child is struggling with. I mean, you know, your child, let's say your child's having problems and they're acting out in school. You know, once you think about this, if you have a child... And let's say in, they're they're having problems with math, mm-hmm. and uh, there's a maybe there's a missing link somewhere that's causing that. Right. 
Can you imagine what it feels like to be a young person and you're called to the, you know, the board or you're asked to stand or speak from your chair? Mm -hmm. And how do you answer this question? How do you answer this mathematical problem? And they can't do it. They can't do it. And then that's a direct attack on your, your, your whole social Mm -hmm. self. And oftentimes it's being said that the child is lazy or he knows what mm-hmm. to do. He's just not interested in doing it. He can do it if he wants to. So lots of different things are being you know, perceived of the child. Yeah, and you know, it's bad enough that there's kids that are pick on you in school about that if you are not being able to handle right. uh, answering the questions and things and being called dumb or something like that. But it's even doubly bad when you go home to the people that are supposedly those who love you and protect you and they get upset with you. That's usually what happens. You know, you have a child who is uh, trying his best to the best of his ability and is struggling really hard going through, uh, you you know, comments from teachers and students and everybody at, at the school and then when they come home, you know, they're coming back to their safety net, you know, but then they come, but then the parents get frustrated at them as well. Oftentimes, they, you know, they don't want to or mean to, but it is a very frustrating situation. Oh, yeah. The parent, so, I, I've been there. So. I have, I've, I learned after having two kids uh, out of eight that had some real problems when they were in school. Uh, number one, you learn that you don't treat every one of your kids the same. But number two is that, uh, you know, you got to dig a little bit to figure out what the heck is going on. And that's why I like about what you all are doing. Uh, you're, you're helping parents, you're helping families. You're not just helping a student, you're helping families because it's a, it's a whole family approach. Yeah. We're going to talk about some other stuff when we come back because you, some of you can relate to what I'm going to tell you. You have dinner, get dinner done, done, time to do homework. Mm-hmm. You sit down and what really should take about 30 minutes ends up being a three or a four Seven hour hours. slog. Mm-hmm. And when that happens, I'm just going to tell you, I'll be honest. I'm being, I got feet of clay just like everybody else. Uh, sometimes we don't handle it as well as we should. I mean, it's at the end of the day for everybody. Yeah. I mean, big arguments break out, tears, screaming. It's It's terrible. It's just terrible. Come back with Annie. We'll talk a little bit about that. She wants you to be able to avoid that and for your son or daughter to be able to avoid a lot of other issues that they face in school. We'll come back, talk more about brain balance here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Phone number, if you got a question, 823-0965, 823-0965. Dave Ellswick Show, 96.5 FM, The Answer. All right, back talking with Brain Balance, talking with Annie right now. And, and, and Annie, I, I kind of set up a scenario before we went to break, and that is how tense home life can get when a child is struggling at school, all, all parents want their children to succeed. And many parents, and I have been one of them don't understand all these underlying reasons. All they know is 
I've been sitting here for three hours just trying to do basic math questions, and I've shown you how to do this, and, you know, we're just doing single digits here, and you can't get it, and how come? What, what, am I doing something wrong? Are you not trying hard enough? What's going on here? And sometimes, you know, it ends up in tears. It ends up big fights. It ends up, you go to bed, (laughs) you know, kind of stuff like that. I mean, how do you, how should parents think about this? I'm, I'm sure there's a different way of thinking about this than the traditional way. All my parents here is to not blame themselves for what, you know, because often I have moms and dads in the center coming for consultations and moms especially are really breaking apart that, you know, it's my fault. It's, you know, I should have given him more attention. I need to spend more time or, you know, is there something that I did wrong? And mm-hmm. it's, it's really not, I mean, so one thing that please don't blame yourself. Uh, the, the child is struggling. The child has, um, you know, struggles going on and we, we can absolutely help. Um, it, it affects the home life significantly not only does it affect the child the parents are affected the other siblings that are in the picture they're also affected so it's i mean i'm a parent of a special needs child myself don't know if i've ever mentioned that here um but you know when my child was going through when we were going through this together it 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 significantly impacts everything now this kind of allows you to if you know it's not your fault and you also know that there's an organic problem here. Right. At that prob at that time it, it lets you take some of the the stress off the child as well. Because I don't know Because now you're not saying that okay, that's his behavior or he's being defiant because oftentimes I have to make it very clear to parents that you know no this child majority of the time when parents come to us, their child has already been given six or seven labels. Definitely ODD, oppositional defiance being one of them. So I'll have to go back and reiterate, no, this is not oppositional defiance. This child is, like you said, there's an organic problem. This child is struggling in multiple areas. It's coming out as defiance because this child doesn't know how else to tell you rather than breaking apart or, you know, being irritable. Mm-hmm. He doesn't know. You're, you're asking him to do something or you are the teachers or, you know, everybody is asking this child to do things that he is physically not capable of doing. Right. So, so, and tutoring is not going to make anything any better. Yeah, I understand. I understand from having you on as many times as you've come in and talked to me, I understand that there's a whole different way you got to approach this. And okay. just we're, we're down to about three minutes left. She's only going to stay with us for a half hour today. We'll bring her back in the very near future. But you've seen the pictures on television where they they, they show a person's face and then they show their head and then they make their heads look like it's transparent and you see little electrical circuits running around inside their head. That's the problem that's going on here. There There's some sh- kind of shorts, correct? There is a functional disconnection between uh, in, between the two hemispheres of your brain. There is a... it's It's... You know, our brain communicates. We have two different hemispheres, and they communicate with each other. Um, And there is a functional disconnect where these two, our brain is like certain, all the areas of our brain are not talking to each other in in the way they are supposed to be communicating. So 
brain balance program focuses on creating those neuropathways. And by, by repairing them. Repairing and restoring and creating, um, you know. By it's, it's really you're rewiring. Rewiring the circuitry. literally what you're doing. So for people who want to come in and, and have their child uh, looked at and find out maybe where the problems lie, what's the number that they call? Um, they can call the center. Okay. Um, I have to look up the center. Okay, number. you have to look it up. Okay, that's all right. Yes. Um, I'll maybe, get it for everybody. Yes. Um, they can also reach uh, me directly if they have any person if they have any questions. I'll love to give out my number to any parent who is in need. Okay. My number is eight seven zero six nine two six one two nine. You can also go to Brain Balance Little Rock website, and then we have all of our information there. Okay. Before she gets so, out of here, I'll have her stop by Zach, give her phone number to absolutely. him. Absolutely. So if people call in, absolutely. Well, he can give it to them. Oh, absolutely. And it's always a pleasure to have you in. I know that you're pressed for time now. We'll have you back in and get you a whole hour in here and, and talk about this. Thank you so much. We appreciate you. Thank you very much. We got Fox News coming up after Fox News, Walmart is going to uh, expand some things for us about grocery shopping. You won't believe what they're going to do. Kind of interesting, Zach. Amazon's putting the pressure on them. We'll be back in a moment. I got to tell you what, Zach, did you, have you seen any of the uh, paper today from the Dem Gas? I haven't. There's a really interesting article in the business and farm uh, section. That's section D. Top story walmart to expand grocery delivery all right now i'm going to talk about this but i want you to hear a few specific points about grocery shopping that i bet you you didn't you've never thought about okay all right walmart plans to make its grocery delivery service available to about 40 percent of u.s households by the end of this year Mm mm-hmm they will be expanding a program that has become part of its strategy to compete for grocery sales with Amazon, Target, and others. The Bentonville company said uh, yesterday that the next step for the program will make grocery deliveries available to more than 100 metro areas, covering about 800 stores by the end of 18. Walmart will use its personal shoppers to collect orders in stores and continue to work with ride hailing services like Uber for delivery. Now Uber will uh, then cause a fee of about nine ninety five and require a minimum order of $30. Uh, the company said no subscription is required. Walmart began delivering groceries through a pilot program in Phoenix, Denver, and San Jose, California two years ago. They've now expanded uh, to include Tampa, Orlando, and Dallas. They did that last year. The retailer did not specify which markets will offer the service as part of the latest expansion, but Tom Ward, vice president of digital operations, said Walmart will be aggressive with the rollout. Now, here's where it gets interesting. Listen to the rest of the story. 
you know, we've talked about this before of how technology is really starting to force stores to do things that you know they have never, ever thought of before. Well, it's happening faster than any of us ever thought it would happen. The uh, Tom Ward said it's going to happen pretty quickly throughout this year. Let me say that again. This year. It only started two years ago. Adding that the ultimate plan will be to reach as many households as possible. Quote, we'll leverage our footprint where it makes the most sense to reach as many people with the service as we can. Now, this is quotes here that I'm going to read to you. A recent study conducted by the Food Marketing Institute and Nielsen concluded that 70% of consumers, 7 out of every 10, 70%, will be grocery shopping online in under five years. There has been plenty of activity from retailers like Walmart and others uh, in the uh, in this on this business. Uh, I'm trying to find the rest of the story here. Grocery delivery space to support it. Amazon, which acquired Whole Foods for one for 13.7 billion dollars last year, recently introduced two-hour grocery delivery from Whole Foods to its Prime members in the cities of Austin. Cincinnati, uh, Dallas, and Virginia Beach, with further expansion expected. Target acquired SHIP, a grocery delivery service, for $550 million late last year and is offering same-day delivery on groceries, essentials, and other products in some cities with plans for more. Now, remember, this is just a rollout. Seems like to me doing kind of a soft rollout on it, but they're doing a rollout trying to iron out the wrinkles before they go full bore. You know, it's like how they do some movies. They just open them on a weekend in a couple of big cities and, uh, start, uh, uh, drumming up some excitement for it. And then they do a, a big rollout to like 3000, uh, screens or whatever. Uh, even discount chain Aldi is exploring grocery delivery options. Carol Spikerman, a retail consultant and president of Spikerman Retail, said that grocery delivery expansion should give Walmart an opportunity to, quote, forge res- relationships with new customers, especially those who value convenience, but they don't want to navigate the retailer stores. Walmart must expand its delivery capabilities if it is to remain the contender against Amazon and lead the pack against all the rest. As according to Spikerman, Walmart no doubt hopes that baskets well above $30 will dominate, but either way, quick expansion will bring new insights into the uh, economics of this. Groceries are key to Walmart's success with about 50% of its U.S. revenue coming from grocery sales. 
I, I thought it'd be more than 56%. I thought maybe 70%, but just 56 right now. Walmart is focused on improving the freshness and quality of its assortment the past several years while aggressively lowering prices on items and rolling out convenience-based services like its online grocery pickup for customers. The company has its uh, pickup programs available at 1,200 locations across the U.S. I mean, we got it in Cabot. You know, you can order and go by and pick up your groceries. And plans to extend it to about 2,200 by the end of the year. He also said that the uh, company currently employs more than 18,000 personal shoppers with additional hires planned as both grocery pickup and delivery services are rolled out to a larger audience this year. Uber will continue to be one of the delivery providers, but Ward indicated Walmart will work with other companies as well. Uh, He didn't specify which companies will be involved in the expansion and said Walmart will continue to understand how that is uh, going to look over the next 12 months. So grocery pickup and delivery services are a big part of Walmart's plan to grow its e-commerce business uh, as well after U.S. online sales uh, decelerated to 23% in the fourth quarter. Despite the slowed growth, executives have reiterated their forecast for 40% growth during the fiscal year. We're going to continue to look for ways to utilize our stores and our e-commerce together and our businesses together because we believe long-term that's where we win as a company is getting those two things in sync. 70% of grocery shopping online within the next three years. A ghost town. (laughs) Three years. I mean, I, I don't mind going to Walmart and shopping. That doesn't bother me. Same here. Except if it's the day before Thanksgiving or, or a Razorback game or something, right? you know, then the place is like a madhouse. But if you kind of, plan your stuff you know it's no big deal but doesn't it say a lot about us in america how really great off we are that seven out of ten shoppers in the very near future won't even walk into walmart to grocery shop Mm. I wonder how long it's going to be before somebody says, hey, by the way, pick me up a blue, uh, you know, sports uh, shirt, extra large, and throw it in there with the back. You know, I don't don't know. It just amazes me how technology has changed everything. Again, going back to what the guy said, Ward said they're from Walmart, and he was talking about how many people right now are – They've got 18,000 personal shoppers right now. I don't know how many, you know, Cabot has there. You got to have several because I drive by in the evening and people are picking up their groceries and they've got like eight docking places you can park at Mm -hmm. and they're bringing their groceries out and stuff. Okay. It's kind of amazing. I don't, 
I, I've not done it to be honest. I go to the store. I don't know how you say to them, Hey, look, just get me the, uh, the great value brand. <laughs> you know, that's all I want. Uh, make sure you don't get me that powdered, uh, Mac and cheese crap. <laughs> I want the stuff that's got the package or the little can in it. That's got the Velveeta looking stuff in mm-hmm. it because it's just creamier and it tastes better. So, you know, I don't know how all of that works its way through the system. I guess I'll have to try it out just one time and, and see how it is. I, I don't think I'll ever do it. Most likely, I just like going to Walmart, Kroger, whatever. You name the place. I just enjoy going there to shop for myself. Where else can you go to see persons that should be wearing triple X wearing a small? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, as far as in spandex. Where it looks like it, it's going to explode and take out a couple of aisles at one time. Anyway, today, <laughs> I know I'm not politically correct. Never have been. Doubt if I ever will be. It's a, it's the Dave Ellswick Show. Joe and Duck are going to be here in about 15 minutes, and we'll be ready to start doing our, our questions about cars uh, here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Do you do your shopping at Walmart by computer? And how do you... Somebody who does this, call me, 823-0965. I got questions, you got the answers now. Because you've done it, I haven't. 823-0965. I won't embarrass you, I promise. I just want to... I won't ask if you wear, you know, triple X spandex. I won't ask that question. Bottom line is, I'm just going to... I want to know how you... You, you, how do you do this? How do you let them know exactly what you want? So you get what you want. We'll talk about it when we come back again, eight, two, three, oh, nine, six, five, please call here on the Dave Ellswick show. All right. So I got about nine minutes left and, uh, I got a call from Joe, right? Or John, John. Okay. From John, who is going to talk to us about grocery shopping over at Walmart using the internet. Now, John, did you hear what I was saying about, they're saying within three to five years, seven out of every 10 people will grocery shop at Walmart over the internet and have their groceries delivered to them. Evidently you've done this already, right? Well, yes, Dave, we, well, I haven't done it at Walmart. I did it through Amazon. Okay. All right. I had recently moved here from Virginia and we had Amazon Prime now, which was online shopping. So we'd just pick up our phone, look on the app, and they had pictures of everything, you, anything you wanted, from electronics to, to groceries. And um, you would just plug in those things that you wanted and order it, and it'd be delivered to you within an hour to two hours. You're, an hour or two hours? Yes, they would actually deliver it. That's quick. It was. It was pretty quick. I first started, I couldn't believe it. So I had ordered a, um, what was it, a Kindle for my wife. Uh-huh. And um, they actually, I'd left the house after I'd ordered it. And they'd asked me if I wanted to leave, have it left on the doorstep or get a signature. I said, leave it. And um, they actually sent me a notice of the driver when they left. And I was able to track them on the on the app of where their location was, and then they delivered it. You know, you and get, I wasn't even there. 
I don't know about you, John, but you got to ask yourself if there's a Walmart saying that here in three to five years, seven out of every 10 grocery store shoppers for them will do it online and have it delivered to their homes. How long is Walmart going to have those big super center buildings they got? I mean, you know, that's a good question, right, Dave? I, that's the thought that I think about every now and then too. What's going to happen with those buildings? I mean, Other than I, just being a, a warehouse for the groceries. That's what I'm saying. I'm I'm seeing big warehouses, not not stores we people go to because there's not going to be that many people want to go to the store. It's going to be you call or you go online, you shop, they deliver. Just it's going to be a place to store the stuff that you're going to deliver. You're going to ask for off the internet. That's amazing. It is amazing. It'd be kind of like the uh, Sam's. What is it? The, the warehouses, Sam's stores. Yep. You're, you're welcome to come shop because we're just a warehouse, but we'll still check you out. Now let me throw in another little wrinkle into this. What happens when AI can do all of that? Yes. But it's kind of scary, isn't it? It is. It's kind of saying that maybe humans won't be necessary anymore. That's what Stephen Hawking <laughs> said would happen. What? Well, yeah, because of what certain restaurants are in there, certain parts of the of the country are testing out artificial just kiosks. You go up, you order what you want, you're done. I heard there's a place, I can't remember if it's in California, a Lowe's, you go in there to the kiosk, you punch in what you're looking for, it directs you to that, and you get what you want, and you leave. Yeah, I can I can believe it. I can definitely believe it. I appreciate your call, man. Uh, this, this is kind of stuff that just kind of blows my mind. Zach knows that I talk about this kind of stuff all the time. We're going to make ourselves obsolete. Mm. They're going to make the American worker obsolete. So, I mean, if you get rid of, let's say these 18,000 people. Yeah. You got AI. All right. You got AI cars, the whole nine yards. Mm -hmm. You don't need people. (laughs) How's a person make a living anymore? That's a great question. It's going to be like Star Trek. I always wondered that about watching Star Trek. Yeah. Nobody had money, but they had money. You know, I mean, they were, they had everything they needed. You know, I always said, well, why don't they show how they're doing this? And then I read some stories about Roddenberry and he talked about how the government would give everybody the amount, the the amount of money that they net, they needed to be able to live life and stuff. And they're talking about that here. There's a couple of European nations that already d- uh, do this, but they're talking about it up on Capitol Hill now about a living wage. That's scary. You will get a check every every month, mm. X amount of dollars. Yeah, it's crazy. I'm just saying, we think it's outrageous now. It's going to really get outrageous, I think, before it's all over with. I mean, there's there's some really good things that come out, like, you know, Joe and Duck and I talk about, you know, artificial intelligence and cars and things of that nature. Mm-hmm. And I'm the guy that's always saying, I don't want to give up my ability to drive. Right. Joe looks at me and says, think about all the work you could get done. You can get another hour of sleep while you're going into work or whatever. Think about the people who are disabled and weren't able to drive. And now they're able to get around again like they couldn't. Or they're blind and they couldn't drive, but now they can get to where they want to go. There's there. This is going to be a give and take thing. It's going to be really interesting when it 
kind of works its way out. And it looks like it's going to be it's scary for you, Zach. Zach, you're what, 20 what? 25. Oh, dude. <laughs> Next 10 years, you'll be 35 years old, and all this stuff's going to be really, take, really, really taken off. Yeah. Yeah, when you're my age, man, you're going to be able to just sit at home and eat Cheetos and drink soda pop and watch porn or something. I don't know. I'm just saying. You won't have any job. How you feel? Do sit at home. Why? Well, for you, you'd be watching sports, watching the NBA. You're a big NBA guy, big NFL guy. Mm-hmm. Except that you want the the Patriots channel all day, every day. Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> I know this man. No I doubt. I know this man. All right, we got Fox News coming up, and when we come back, uh, I'll be talking to Joe. I'll be talking to Duck. They're here in the studio, but they're being really quiet right now, or we'd have to throw them out. But they're, they're here right now, ready to, to join us here in just a moment on the Dave Ellswick Show. Don't forget, we're live on Facebook. And also, don't remind, uh, forget, made the big announcement today, uh, April 1st or thereabouts. We'll make, uh, we're moving on up. We're moving from 96.5 FM to 101.1 FM. Bigger, better sound here in uh, Arkansas. Bigger station. Going to love it. Just telling you. I, Joe didn't know anything about this. I just got the big eyes. What? <laughs> well, I got something to talk about during the break. I'll be back in a moment here on the Dave Ellswick Show. All right, let's get to uh, our 4 o'clock hour. And it's Wednesday. It's 4 o'clock. That means it's time for uh, Joe and Duck to come in and talk to you. Talk to you about your car, about your uh, your truck. You know, whether it's gas or whether it's diesel. I got an interesting question for you. Sure. I went to worked out the other day, came out to leave car. Wouldn't start, turn it over and it, headlights go out and whole nine yards. And, uh, I pushed on my gear shift a little bit, started off like a charm. Yeah. Is there uh, some kind of switch when you put up. your car into the park? called a prindle a prindle you know why it's called a prindle no it's park reverse neutral drive low (laughs) (laughs) that's it so that's what it's called if you go to order a part it's called a prindle it used to be called a neutral safety switch Mm -hmm. okay but they changed all that okay now you get do you have to pull out the the transmission no it's on the side of the transmission oh okay so i need to come to you yeah i might need a prindle Either that, now I'm going to tell you there's two things going on there. Shift cable, the bushing could be wore out on it. So yeah. when you put the handle in park, it doesn't move don't, the lever all the way. Yeah, and they're bad it. about the bushing wearing out too, aren't they, Doug? Yes, they are. So it may just be. But you can't buy the bushing, though. Yes. Okay. So it might just need that or a little bit of an adjustment. All right. Anyway, that was weird. I mean, like the car had been hitting it, and I thought, doggone <laughs> it, it's just what duck told me what happened freaking battery went out started off just a few moments ago not a problem yep turn it over mm-hmm. but that's yeah that's, but that's the way batteries do nowadays though they, oh, i know they that just, you told me that but that's what i was just, thinking they just swarm all at once and, and but i put the key you know i turned the key put my foot on the on the on the brake so i can move the gear shift and i pulled it out of park and then pushed it back up a little harder got, hard, got the bushings yeah you know a little harder than i normally do and uh hit the key boom start right up can always try that in neutral okay yeah to start neutral too okay so anyway 
thought that was kind of interesting. I thought I was going to have to call you at 10 o'clock at night, Joe, and say, hey, can you come change a battery for me? <laughs> I've been there. You know that. Just for you. That's right. Oh, you know yeah. what? I, w- I would have probably said, you know, uh, you, I'll could pick use you, up that, the way you could use that safe route system from bumper to bumper. <laughs> Just uh, let me give you a phone number and we'll tow it in and we'll yeah. put that battery in in the morning and uh, you get reimbursed three times a year for being a bumper to bumper certified service center customer. Yeah. For a tow bill, a lockout, uh, out of fuel. And after you do that, Mm -hmm. you'd say, okay, Dave, you're taking care of. Click. (laughs) I didn't have to sleep yet. I'm telling you, I I don't stay up much later than 10. I usually asleep for that. It then all depends. I I read after I go to bed for Mm -hmm. about an hour, and then I pass out. Well, there's been nights that I couldn't sleep, and I've been up till 1.30 or 2 o'clock in the morning. That's not fun. No, it's not. You know? If yeah, I wanted, if I wanted to be up for that, I would have stayed up for correct. two o'clock. I've been doing something. Otherwise, you're wanting to go to sleep, and uh, it ain't yeah, working. It's you know? not working at all. Shut your eyes, and they don't they don't close. A lot of that is uh, a little bit of stress from the the job, Duck. You can I know. relate to that. Oh yes. How many times you woke up at one o'clock in the morning and said, "Hmm, I know what's wrong with that." Yeah, or I've wake done that up many saying, times. "Oh no, I forgot to do something." That's exactly right. Then you'll think. Did I lock that? Did I pull the keys out of it? Did I get the window up? And I got up one o'clock morning, uh, went back and checked the shop door. I know because you couldn't remember. Because you thought I, you didn't lock it. Well, up. it was locked, but I thought, did I or did I not? I was the last one to leave that day, and I thought. Yeah, and the worst part about that is, if you're the last one to leave and you mess it up, you can never ever chew anybody out for that. Yeah. No. Nope. So what do you do? You get up and you drive down there and make sure yep. it's right. I drove twelve miles to the shop and yep. got out and yep it's locked got back truck went back home yeah and then but but if that happens with somebody else you can say well look here this is what i did when i wasn't sure yep and then you you lead by example and that's what you do all right one o'clock in the morning you get a burglar alarm going off and yeah the doors uh you get open up, yeah. drive down there and <laughs> and everything's okay but the door's sitting there yeah wind doesn't blow it open or something other but yes yeah, yeah. that's, that's happened a few times right yeah. <clears throat> it's interesting i'm just telling you it's interesting being a garage uh, owner is uh is a twenty four hour day job. Seven well, days yeah. a week. So Joe, when my when my daughter in law had to have surgeries, Teresa come down here and worked for uh was about a week, week and a half and said she had all that she wanted. We, we started home one day. <laughs> she looked at me, she said, I, I need to ask something. I said, Yeah, honey. She said, Is it this crazy every day? I said, Teresa, honey, it's it's called controlled chaos. That's, That's it. the way it goes every day. She said, I'd go crazy. Yeah, I'm already there, so I don't have far to yeah, go. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I reached that but it, 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 it's you know, and it's, it's controlled chaos is what it is. I mean, I'm telling you. You know, you have control over it, but not really you have control over it. But, you know, like I told her. I you said, got to stay on top of it or you'll lose control of yeah, it. Yeah, you you, and that's what I told her. I said, you, I had to hammer it every day to make sure that I keep it where it needs to be. You're exactly right. Knock on wood. And Dave, guess what? What? This is the third week in a row. I ain't had no attacks. Yeah, that's I'm like hearing that. Yeah. Third and week man's in a row. Getting, getting completely healthy again. I got my sugar down to 141 this morning. Woo! That's good. The lowest it's been in I don't know a long, long time. Yeah, six eight months. Well, that part of that's due to what the doctors did because of the infection you had. Yes. Yeah. The, yeah. They poured me full of 
of uh, steroids and antibiotics and they and they told me on the front end it was going to mess it up said you know it'll take six seven months to get it straightened back out and it's about the seventh month so it's finally i got up this morning and took it and i started to stand up and dance but <laughs> knees was hurting too bad to stand yeah. up getting too old for that stuff yeah now. but uh it was on it it had been for the last five or six days it'd been running 154 to 170 well that's not bad you know yesterday it was 154 the day before it was 174 but uh it's that this morning it was the lowest it's been well you can so you can live with that what you can't live with is when you were doing it and it was like three four five hundred six and seven yeah that's uh uh-uh. Yeah, that's, when it that's gets up, not good. When you get up to six, when it gets, it got up to six hundred ninety nine as high as I seen it. I mean, it absolutely would just, you, you just, it just kills you. I mean, you just, you don't have no it makes energy. Makes you feel bad, and your eyesight's real bad, fuzzy, and you know, but it's slowly coming back down. Well, and they told me it would take a while, so it'd come down a little at a time. But they put me on some different medicine too, and I think that's helped more than anything. All right, let me give you the number. It's eight two three. 0965 Got a question for Joe or Duck? That's the number to call. Please do us a favor. Don't wait until the last 10 minutes and about 12 of your call because some of you are going to get left out in the cold. Yeah, That's we can't, can't do them that quick. Yeah, and we, don't, and we don't have the phone system that we had before where we could put these guys on over in the studio with callers so just keep that in mind you got a question just call right now and we'll get you in so we'll go ahead we got a we got a prize we always give a prize away mm-hmm. on wednesday we always do that in the first segment so let's do it. what caller duck six number six okay sixth caller this is going to be a light uh that you can use for your car twerk light. while you're working on yeah, it it is a good light nature. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think we've given this away before, and the person who got it called back and said how much he really liked it. And it is a Nebo Tango Light. Let me read this to you. So you, it uh, ten thousand? Uh, no, not ten thousand. <laughs> One thousand lumen. If it was ten thousand lumen, man, you'd burn your retinas <laughs> out in the back of your eyeball. Uh, seven and a half uh, lumen. Just uh, as a work light. Two and a half lumens as a spotlight, turbo uh, mode, full dimming, and uh, looks really good. It uh, it's magnetic as well, so it's, yeah, it's got it, a USB port on it for charging. Yeah, Plus, you can run your, your phone, phone lap. I mean, your iPad, whatever you want off of. It's a pretty cool deal. Yeah, it's a it's a forty four dollar value. Mm-hmm. Sixth caller, we'll take our first break. If you got a question, eight two three zero nine six five. Here on the Dave Ellswick Show with uh, Joe and Duck, both from Bumper to Bumper Certified Service Centers. And your questions, and if you want to try to win this, call 823-0965, be the sixth caller right now. All right, so we uh, gave away this really cool light that uh, has a magnet and hooks up underneath the hood of your car. You can use it as a flashlight. You can use it to plug in your phone to yeah. your Kindle or, or whatever. You said even it's, it's a, got a, it's a got flash. A, yeah, it's got a, a pulse on it. So if you're broken down on the side of the road, it's it's a warning light, too. Well, that's yeah, if you have a flat tar, you can set it beside you so yeah. you you know see what you're doing. So yeah. it's pretty neat. You know, for me, it just means where you aim. Yeah. 
You're going to throw your stuff. <laughs> anyway, Julia Shackelford is the winner. Julia, how are you? I'm doing great. All right. Well, you got, you're going to get you uh, that light. Uh, Zach gave you all the information, right? Yes, he did. Okay, cool. I can't, wait. I can't wait to get it. Well, you'll be able to get You can get it when? Tomorrow? Yeah. Pick it up tomorrow. Don't don't wait. Awesome. Go pick it up. So I'm going to turn you over well, to Joe. He's got some questions for you. Are you ready? Yes. All right. Here he goes. All right. That's a good light. You'll like it. You'll get that from Kathy down there at the bumper to bumper store in Levy. Uh, my okay. question is, uh, I know you're not going to use it to work with, and we know what you're going to do with the light. So what is the worst place you've ever been broke down? Actually, I don't think I ever have been broken <laughs> down before. Okay. Wow. Hey, that's great. Never had a flat tire somewhere that was just precarious and dangerous? Mm, no. Okay. Well, well, now that he's asked, tomorrow night yeah. about <laughs> 11 o'clock. Oh, no. We're gonna jinx you. <laughs> I hope. I hope not. I promise yeah, you that. We don't want that to happen. Absolutely what kind not. of car do you drive, Julia? A Nissan. Nissan. Nissan uh, Maxima or Altima? Or? Oh, sorry, Altima. Altima. Yeah, my my uh, one of my daughters uh, drove one of them for years. Now my grandson's got it. Those are good cars. They are. I love them. Well, oh, good. That's good, and I'm glad you've never been broke down. But if you do, you put this in this light in your car, and you'll have a, a strobe a, light. A strobe light, so you can keep people away from you while you gotta do what you gotta do. Yeah, okay? police, <laughs> police will see it too. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Oh, yeah, hey, that's awesome. I can't wait to pick it up tomorrow and try it out. All right, thank Give you. It a try. We appreciate you listening. Yep. Have a wonderful afternoon. Okay, thank you. You too. All right. Bye bye now. Bye bye. Julia Shackelford. She won. All she had to do was call in. Figure you know, out how to be the sixth caller. You know the worst place I ever been broke down, Dave. Where? Lake Pontchartrain Bridge. Oh yeah, you told me about that yes. story. Yeah. Yeah. Tell everybody about this, this bridge, twenty six you... miles long. <laughs> and and uh, actually, uh, me and my wife Susan were on our going to New Orleans for our honeymoon. And I, I'm a garage owner, but I have to just tell this: I ran out of gas on that bridge. <laughs> And I'm gonna tell you, it's, it's dangerous. <laughs> yeah, I bet. Hey, forty. Uh, we we got off train. there, but it, it was it was a pretty good deal. The the policeman pushed us to the next cut across, and we parked there, and he gave us a ride in the bridge. And there's a gas station there, and you walk in, I got a hundred and fifty one gallon gas can <laughs> at twenty dollars piece. Twenty dollars. And he said, "There's no refund on that when you buy it." Yeah. So you it fill it up a gas, and then you. Get you hit your ride back, put it in your car, and get across there, and then you stop there to fill up. But he won't take the gas can back. <laughs> now, does he make you buy the gallon of gas? Oh, or? absolutely. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's extra. That, that don't come with a can. That's that's extra. I love that story. The, the worst place story. I ever been was at the White River. One night we was going to see our parents, which is in Northeast Arkansas. Was in Teresa's car, started across there. And she had a Mercury Cougar at the time. Well, you know, it run the water pump and the alternator and the crankshaft. Yeah. That's when it had V-belts on it. We was tooling along there and the alternator light come on. Thought, oh, man. Pulled in there at the, at the rest area and got out. Belt was broke. You know, and it's 16 miles on up to Brinkley, the nearest place to get anything. So I took a pair of wife's pantyhose and made me a belt. That's what I was just going to say. Yeah. I, I've heard people have done that. Now, now did uh, you ask her for the pair she was wearing? That's the only thing she had on. <laughs> that's all she had. 
Oh, that's all she had on? Well, I mean, she oh, didn't have okay. none with her. She, she, uh, you know, uh, we was going up there, and she didn't even change clothes. When she got off work, I picked her up. And, yeah. And we got there to Brinkley, and I told the guy I need the belt. He said, I don't have nobody to put it on. I don't need nobody to put it on. I can do that. Yeah. If you got the belt, I can, I can handle that. So we put it on, went on about our business, but... It's amazing what you can do when you roll one of them up and pull it tight and cut cut the end of it off. Mm-hmm. But all I wanted to do was turn the water pump. I didn't need to turn the alternator. Mm-hmm. Well, 16 miles battery ain't going to go down 16 miles because I made sure we didn't run nothing else. But yeah, but we tooled on down there, and that guy looked at me. He said, what is that? And I said, oh, you don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but it works. I mean, you, you know, when you're in a bind, you can do a lot of stuff when you're in a bind. Yeah, do what you got to do. Cause Get where you got to go. Well, 16 miles walking, yeah. I wouldn't much up on walking then. No, I wouldn't yeah. be much from walking either, that's for sure. 16 miles is a long way to walk. And that's back. you got to walk back when you get there. No, that's right, because you got to go back and put it on. <laughs> yeah, so. I think I had a 32-mile walk is not a stroll. No. So. I think they had a fatality on 67-167 this morning, Dave. i seen where they said it had a motorcycle wreck. Is that what it was? I, I, yeah. I saw the... Uh, crunched up glass and stuff and it was in the bridge work area yeah where it was at oh where the where you kind of make that little yeah that s right in there if you're coming this way right before you get to uh redmond road yeah just right there, and, you know you're not 440 is in view you know but have they swapped it over on when you when you go on north have nope. they swapped it on no nope. you... i haven't changed this yet and yeah, i don't know pretty close ain't they? well you would think so when i look at it but then they they're like laying concrete and they'll be miles down the road with it and then they'll they'll stop for a big square and then pick it up again move on again yeah and have like a square of of six six yards by six yards that they don't have anything <laughs> in doesn't make any sense to me at all what to do but no the the traffic was backed up yes all the way to the second yes. Abbott exit yes. oh my goodness they had it stopped completely oh did they yes they finally got out and started uh, directing people off the freeway right there at Jacksonville. No, okay. Well, you know, I, I got to work late this morning because of it. I got to work late yesterday morning because of a wreck in the same place. And I'm like, you know, kind of gets old. Can't be two days in a row, but it was. Yeah. I'm wondering if 107 is not the better way to go, right? <laughs> I've been thinking you. about that the last few weeks. Well, you know, uh, 70, you know where they're widening it to five lanes? Look, we was down at Sunday. We went riding and rode down through it and just looked. And they're laying the, the the final overlay of it. I mean, that's they got one bridge. They they poured the concrete look like a couple of weeks ago, and and they're I guess they're letting it cure before they get anything else up on it. I got to ask you a question, Doug. What does it say of our lives that we take special rides to see road work? Well, we 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 <laughs> tool we tool down the hot springs saying. and went to the lake, and we was in our convertible car riding. They were doing a Sunday drive. Yeah, oh, okay. it was just me and her, and she said, let's go ride. And I said, all right, get in, let's go. So you took the top down, yep. left the windows on well, the side Well, we rode up. for about 20 miles with the top down. And yeah, it's too cold. She said, uh, I think you need to put it up. Yeah, it doesn't bother me. As long as you roll your windows up and turn yeah. the heater on high, it's comfortable. Yeah, so we, we, just, we just went riding and looking and had supper and come back home. With all of that, you know, all that sunshine? Man. It was nice. I'm glad to see the sun. Well, especially too. after all that hail went through in Benton. Yeah, you guys got all that. I didn't get any where we got, were at. Did I got a little hail? bit. No, I didn't get none. I didn't get any, I didn't no, get them any people hail. down in Whitehall and Pine Bluff. Mm. 
Fort Smith got five inches of hail. Did you I hear talk, about that? I talked to a guy down there owns Foster Towing, and he said, I got cars I picked up, tore all to pieces. Okay, tell us about when we come back. Fox News is up when we come back. We'll hear more about the hail. You can call us and tell us your hail story here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Stand by. We're back. Shh. Can't talk when the red light goes on. Yes, we have to do that. <laughs> right, back. Back. We were watching the TV. Yeah, we were watch, watching all the kids walking out of class today. Everybody talking about, oh, look how politically active they are. They just wanted to be out of class. Jack's sun was shining. I'm telling you. Pretty day. So, yeah, I'm, I'm with them guys. Yeah, they're out here. I'm out of here with yeah, them. Yeah, yeah. I'll say, just tell me what, and the MSNBC, of course, they went up to one of the kids and said, well, why are you protesting? Because of the kids that got shut down in Florida. Okay. Um, what do you think should happen? Gun control. Well, what do you mean by gun control? I think they should take those military weapons and make them illegal. If you're that stupid that you don't know it's not a military weapon, I'm glad you can't vote yet. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just saying they should, if they, if you have to be 21 to buy a gun, then you should be, have to be 21 to vote. But Dave, there again, the gun didn't kill the people. I That's agree. It. Gun ain't killed nobody. I agree. You know, neither did a car or neither did a ladder or a bucket full of water. Motorcycle or whatever. In. You know, it's the people behind them. And that they can't figure this out is either their stupidity or their teacher's stupidity. Yes. Or both. Yeah, or both. That's that's true. And I'll I'll just leave it there. I mean, if you're a teacher and you can't you can't help your kids think critically beyond that guns kill people, that it's not that people do it, then somebody should revoke your license. I'm sorry. But it's say one more thing Go. but all these ki- <laughs> all these kids play these video games where they're blowing one another up yeah and you know then people get up and walk off so they you know the kid shoots you and they think well you get up and walk off well even if they don't get up and walk off they should look cool dying yeah I, you know but you know they, they don't never say nothing about that ask that he plays hours upon hours of first person shooter games He's giving us a dirty look over there. You don't want it in this conversation. So let's talk about, let's do I talk about air conditioning. Zach, do I have to worry about you? Nah. You're not going to like show up with a gun one day, oh, are purple you? eyes? <laughs> he's laughing. He's, he's not going to go postal. He's no, not. he's not. He's got a good gig, man. He likes his job. <clears throat> he really has a good time here. Did you eat both those candy bars? He's got one left. Yeah, well, I've seen it. <laughs> he got one for hard times, Dave. <laughs> All right. What were you going to say, Joe? Let's I'm talk sorry. about air conditioning on oh, your automobile. We're going to talk about cars. Yeah. Okay. Get back to cars. It's, uh, I, I'll tell you, I had a uh, government agency car in the shop today, and the complaint was, when I turn the AC on, it makes a loud noise. Well, we checked it, and it's got a cooling fan motor that's out on it, and it's rubbing the shroud. Yep. And I called them and told them what it's going to cost to fix it. And some of these cooling fans can be kind of pricey because they don't want to just sell you the motor anymore, do they, Doc? We'll sell you the whole thing, like on a Dodge truck. Yeah, the whole fan, shroud, the fan, the motor, everything. And on this particular one, it's a dual fan. It's got AC condensing fan and an engine cooling fan. Yeah, an engine fan. fan, yep. And it's about three, 400 bucks to buy it. 
and and it's you know the people scream about that but you know we didn't make it but it's got to be done and yep if that fan ain't working right and pulling enough air across that condenser it drives the head pressure up real high on that ac unit yeah. and that's going to cause that compressor to fail prematurely i was to say if it if it stays very long it's going to have premature failure on it and it's going to disintegrate and it's going to fill everything full of metal Yep, and you end up spending instead of five hundred dollars fix it, you end up spending two two thousand to fix yep. it, and then hope you get it all cleaned out. So if you first turn your ACs on this year and you hear it making a funny noise, a whining noise, a fluttering, a clicking, a rattling, turn whatever you got, turn it off and get it into one of the bumper to bumper certified service center. Let us check it because it could save you money just by being hot one day. Might save you a bunch of money and keep you from being hot. A few Every other days. Day. Yeah, a few other days. Maybe the whole summer. Yeah. Uh, it, it, you don't want that to happen. 60, 70 degree days, and your car's sitting in the parking lot, and you come out, it's hot. You're going to hit that AC button. Yeah. Yeah. You may not run it all the way home, but you're going to hit it just to cool it down enough to make it comfortable for you. Yep. And so if you do that and you hear that thing making a funny noise, you need to get in and get it checked because it could save you a lot of money. And if you got a, a vehicle with a cabin air filter in it, now's the time to change it absolutely now you were talking about that what was a truck that you said that they had done construction and yeah a dodge back in uh i think it's 9 10 11 and 12 and 13 they didn't put a cabin air filter in them and you get in out the right the passenger gets in that with mud on his feet the return vent is right beside you i mean it's right but and you're sitting there moving your feet around yeah, and it dries out and, and it turns it into dust and it turns into dust and when it hits that evaporated core it turns back into Sucks mud it back up in there and so you know here we go and you know i got a customer and this will be the third time in two years that this has happened and i'm gonna figure out some way to put, to put a uh, filter on it somehow I don't, I don't know how i'm gonna do it yet but i'm gonna figure something out to put on it it's about a six eight hundred dollar job to clean it yeah yeah it, yeah pull a dash out down. oh jeez yeah, and then they, the heat chamber comes out. Then you split it, and you get the the evaporator core out of there and the heater core and clean them. They hang that thing on a string and then build a car around. Yeah, it. I was going to say how yeah. many how many hours labor are we looking at there? About eight. Yeah, six to eight, depending <sighs> on how it goes. Mm-hmm. Time you suck the freon out of it, set yeah. the box out on the floor, tear the box apart, clean it all, put it all back together, and put it back in. Yeah, six eight. Okay, so you got all that. That how much is the part itself? You bought a new evaporator core, probably 180 bucks. Heater core, about 80 dollars. Yeah, <laughs> for three for 180, about 250 bucks, you can buy all the components in there, including a new uh, blend door assembly. Yeah, right? yeah. And and usually, if I go into it, I don't I don't clean it, put it back because mm-hmm. sure as you clean it, then it have it'll create a leak, and then then yeah. you got to tear it all back apart and put one in it. So, how how much is about eight hours of labor? Eight hundred dollars. <laughs> That's a quick answer. But a couple it? hundred dollars of equipment back. That's there. at the bumper to bumper certified service center. Now, if you went to the manufacturer, the dealer, yeah, it would be hundred and fifty dollars an hour. I guarantee you, hundred and twenty-five, hundred thirty. Yeah, times eight. That's twelve hundred bucks. Yeah, that's yeah, it would be three hundred dollars more, most likely. Wow. Yeah, you know, expensive. And it, yep, and that's why when I go into it or Joe goes into it, we usually replace them. Yes. Because I don't want to have to go back into it two weeks down the line because AC's done leaked all the Freon out. You know, I call the customer and I give them an option and say, I got it out. This, this, this labor is the same whether I buy the part or clean it. Yeah. Now, you got to understand if I clean it and six weeks later you have a leak or something, I can't warranty that because you 
you didn't if you let me replace the part you get two year twenty four thousand mile no warranty, warranty yeah right. but cleaning there's no warranty on cleaning something you know so it's it's pretty smart to go ahead and yeah. put the new stuff in it, it is yeah. because yeah. i mean it's a lot of times when you start scraping and cleaning on it trying to get you know running water through it you subject to having a leak in it really why is that well you it's got made it. out of aluminum yes yeah, made out of thin aluminum and you know you're trying to take a i got a fin brush and you're trying to clean all the fins so you can get water to okay. go all the way right, through it right you know yeah it's just working it and moving it and yeah, just wiggling it around it and... yep so you know it's better off just throw it in the floor and buy a new and put in it and it, it, granted dave some people can't afford it I, and i understand that you know if they can't afford it okay no problem i'll clean it put it back in but i'll make them understand hey when i when i put it back in it's yours yeah, you can't, it don't belong you can't to me no more. Cleaning, so, yeah, you, know. you don't. It don't belong to me no more. But you know, it's just uh, this. You know, now's the time to be thinking about putting cabin air filters in because guess what's fixing to fall, Dave? Pollen. You pollen. got it. Lots and lots of pollen. Yes. And if you got a cabin air filter, it needs to be changed so you don't get that yellow junk inside your vehicle. I recommend doing about twice a year, yeah. about every six months. Change them. Really? I used to change yeah. mine in the fall, and I changed yeah. it in the spring. I catch the fall pollen when it's coming down, and then right before spring, I'll try, you know, right before I see the yellow stuff flying on the air, I'll I'll change it again. All right. So with that with that change, you guys were talking about um, you know a, a residual smell you might get. Well, I'll tell you a story about that. I had a uh, a Hummer in the shop. And blower motor's got an issue. The resistor's bad, and, and the control module stays on all the time. Blower motor runs all the time. So anyway, the customer been taking the fuse out, put the fuse in it, and blower motor's running, and it's smoking. Well, we get it took out of there. You know what's up in there? It's full of leaves. I think say full of pine needles. Yes, and that's on the resistor, too, because it pokes up yep. in there, and it gets hot. That is a potential fire hazard. Bad. Because Big time. a resistor, all it is is a dead short. Right. It gets hot, and it, and it turns cherry red a lot of times. And so it, I've it, seen that happen. Yep. And and if you get enough leaves or debris in that box, and it catches on fire, it's laying on plastic. Then you get the plastic on fire, and you got a truck that's on fire. You got problems. We've I had seen a, that more than once, hadn't we, Doug? Yeah, I had a friend. Uh, it'd be two weeks ago, just coming Friday. He was going down six thirty out here, almost at, right at the Baptist exit and he said he heard something pop looked over in the floorboard and the plastic was melted running out on the ground burnt burnt the cab off of it oh mm-hmm. seven chevrolet and i suspect that's what happened it because he said he had the air conditioner on that day because one wow. of them 75 degree days and i expect that's kind of what happened joe it set it on fire and burn it it'll do it Same the insurance company they've come out and looked at it but you know it's the cab is burnt so bad you can't tell what happened to it what i mean what can the normal consumer do to keep something like that happening change your, your cabin air filter change the cabin air filter and if there's a, a lot of times you can turn that blower on you'll hear a little noise and it's you hear it beating around because it's a squirrel cage fan you'll hear those leaves and stuff in there if you hear a funny noise in there you need to get it pulled out and looked yeah. at yeah, especially pull. if you park the vehicle outside in the yard like Under. underneath a tree or someplace like that yeah, you know, pine pine needles is the world's worth. They have resin in them. Yeah, they'll burn quick. You know, you, you can set pine needles on yep. fire, and they'll burn hot. Yeah, and you know, and that's what I. And he lives where he lives. He's got pine trees all in his yard, and I 
figured that's what happened to his pine needles got in it and poof it caught on fire and but it it he didn't get his computer out of the truck he didn't get his oh, tools geez. out of the truck didn't get his out of the truck so you know it burned it all up and now he's feeding and now he's fighting with the insurance company because they ain't wanting to pay him nothing yeah all right let's get a break in final break of the hour come back get a call from you 823-0965 dave ellswick show 96.5 fm the answer all right back with you dave ellswick show here on 96.5 fm the answer not for much longer though yep we're going to leave 96.5 fm around the beginning of of uh, april and move to 101.1 101.1 number FM. one the answer the answer that's right and uh the antenna is up high we get over the buildings and the hills around us and so you get a nice shot of uh the station and the uh good clear sound good clear signal yeah yep yeah you'll be if you're up uh in, if you're traveling down i-40 or up i-40 you'll hear us clearly into uh, conway and on the other side heading to Morrillton. well good and that you haven't been able to do that no now with 96.5 so it's going to be good a lot of people have already texted me and said they're and sent me some stuff by im and stuff happy to hear they're going to be able to hear me again uh clearly over in uh, conway so well, we're good. looking forward to that that'll be fun so joe yep uh let's talk about brakes yeah we can do that you know i had a customer come in the other day he got an old i think it was a seven or eight chevrolet four-wheel drive pickup this guy don't get in the mud i mean he you can look underneath this truck and there's no mud caked up in the, you know how you can tell one is, is right rear inside brake shoe i mean excuse me brake pad brake pad wore out it's, three times he he put yes. them on himself the first two yes. times what's he, going on with this i, I want i put calipers on it the slide was rusted up on it and i put cal- he don't drive it a whole bunch but he does you know it may set a week or 10 days and he don't drive it yeah and i caught the caliper uh, the slide on the caliper was bad rusted and pitted they it, had a they had a bad problem with that in those years. Yep. Because uh, GM said that it was the way the drive shaft spun. Yep. That it threw all the dirt over there to and it. it impacted it on that side. And, oh, wow. and so that caused the inside pad to wear on the right rear. And they come up with a shield to put, put up over. there to stop that. Yep. But that I, has a shield on it. I, I think it's a joke. Um, personally, <laughs> you know, what you end up doing is you'll buy a set of brake pads. You'll use two of them on the right rear. Yep. And then you'll use two of them on the right rear. And then you'll buy another set and you'll do both sides. Both sides. That's the way it works. Well, that's this guy, he said, hey, I've done this twice. Yep. So he come over and I looked at it and Russell looked at it and the guy, Tim looked at it. And he said, he said, I think we need to put calipers on it. And the guy said, I don't care what you do. Just handle it so yeah i got to look in and the slides was i mean they was up. they was rusted in and so yeah we, you know i put one ahead and put calories on it and we buffed and cleaned the slides up and put some anti-slide stuff on it to stop him from doing it because like i say he don't drive it every day he may it may set there a week or 10 days and then he may drive it two or three days and i've i've talked to him about i said look you know once twice a week if you don't go and drive go out there and go around the block in it and just you know ride the brakes a little bit heat them you know get the rust off of them but but you know i've noticed that on a bunch of them it's yes. always the right rear inside pad and that's the one that always eats the rotor up yes you can 
you can bet if they come in and say hey i got a funny noise in the rear end it's ate the right side pad up made the rotor up huh. i always thought it was because the fluid didn't return good on that side well i've thought about that too yeah. but this one here i mean you can you can see where the slide just barely was working back yeah, and he like any, he like any, never got the caliper off you got any problems like that it's gonna exacerbate that problem yeah. but you know so, so about about not being able to get the pad off is it because it overheats no the caliper it was rusted on it was it wasn't wasn't releasing yeah it wouldn't, so it wouldn't let it slide back squeezes, and forth. it's got a slide on one side and if it binds up when you release it it drags it so and it, it's going to be and that's what it does the outside out. pad looked brand new but the inside pad was wore out yeah you know, it just makes me wonder you know what, what these engineers think about i mean surely they get a lot of people dave you know sometimes they sometimes their light bulb burns out <laughs> dave they don't have such a better idea dave, huh <laughs> we 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 make them Doing to sell. Oop, it went out. Yeah, we make them to sell. We don't make them to work on. There you go. Okay. Well, I understand that, but still, you're looking at you know things that people are re, are you know replacing all the time. If it's covered by the warranty, that's costing the company money. It is, you know, and that's kind of like the 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 2001, 02, 03, and 04 parking yes. brakes on the rear. Yep, I got issues with them too. I got a Ford in there uh, we're working on for a gentleman that works out there at uh, camp, you know, we're in North Little Rock, and uh, his complaint was he, he admitted, he said, I left my emergency brake on and drove it. Will it eat the emergency brake shoes up, eat the rotor up? But the mechanical part in there mm-hmm. fell off down in the inside, and it ground it up. And, of course, uh, that, they don't really make a hardware kit for no, that. Not Had for to that, order that stuff from Ford, and it took, uh, took us two days to get everything, but... Uh, he should be fixed this afternoon. They're working on it when I left a little bit ago. So, well, you know, in, in the the Chevrolets, I mean, they, I, the red truck that I got, got so many miles on it, uh, Crane Chevrolet put them on there four times before it got out of warranty, before I got to 36,000 miles. Good grief. And it ain't had parking brake shoes since. Yeah. I put them on one time since, and they don't last no time, and they're out again. So I just. Yeah, they don't release properly. They, you know, stuff gets bound up and they don't well, release properly. You know, dragging it. They're, they're all one piece and they, mm-hmm. they flex, they flex on themselves and they just. It's a poor design. Yep. It's all you can say. It's a poor design. You would hope. Another light bulb burned out there. <laughs> yeah. You would hope that the people that are up a little beyond the engineers would start looking at that stuff and go. Wait a minute, boys. You're, you're, a cost, lot you're costing of, us money here. A lot of the aftermarket parts manufacturers correct systems like that. They see a problem. They say, you know, this is an this is engineering design fault. We can fix that. So and your they will. replacement part is better than the OEM a lot of times. That yeah. happens regularly, Dave. Hmm. Or I'd like to go to a manufacturer when they're building a, a truck coming down the semi line, and they turn that hose clamp up against the bottom of the cab. Yeah. Knowing that we're going to have to take it off. You can't get to it. You yeah. can't get a wrench on. You wind up having to reach up in there with a cutoff saw and cut the clamp off. Then the hose run. Then you cut the hose because you go too mm-hmm. deep. Then you got to go buy a hose. You know, it's easy for them because there ain't no cab sitting on it. But when we get it, it's got a cab on it, so it makes it three times hard for us. So yep. I've cut a wow. many hose clamps off and, and run the hose on it just because you can't get to it. And to, that doesn't sound like a big deal, but in today's world, a lot of those hoses are pretty darn pricey, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, and, and you may it may take you three hours to put it on. That's it. Because it runs around the front of the engine, down through the side, and back up on the back side. And, you know, it may take you three hours, you know. But I bought a motor from Sonny's, a 
it's got a plastic hose that comes off the top of the water pump and goes around and goes up underneath the intake. Yeah. Comes out the back at the heater hose took to it. I don't know what happened, but I guess they cut it with reciprocating. So yeah, take it out. Yep. They nicked it real bad. And the worst part about it is you got to pull the whole top of the engine off to put it. Get that hose in there. Yeah. I called our day and I said, now you're going to believe this. Would you throw the reciprocating saw away? Yeah. but you know his um, dismantler they they're 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 just trying to get it done as quick yeah, as possible you know well actually he bought this one from up in missouri well then no telling then all right we're out of time thank you dave appreciate you guys coming in yes, we'll sir. have you back next wednesday that's joe and duck remember bumper to bumper certified service centers centers that's us <laughs> i'm gonna have a cup of coffee you guys. need coffee I, yeah, I need coffee okay fox news is next All right, so we move into the final hour of the Dave Ellswick show today on a hump day, middle of the week day, over the hill day, closer to Friday than we were on Monday day. And Dorcas is on her way, but evidently there's a big traffic jam somewhere here uh, downtown and she's stuck in traffic. She's getting here as, as fast as she can. So she'll be joining us in uh, in just a few moments. So while we got uh, a few moments to, to speak, let me let you know there's a story that's just breaking. Evidently, a Navy jet has crashed down uh, off of Key West. The story uh, from Fox News, I'm bringing it up right now, a U.S. Navy F-A-18 Hornet jet crashed off the coast of Key West. Both pilots ejected from the jet and search and rescue efforts are are now underway. And that's all they have at this time. And anything new that we get, uh, we'll bring that to you as soon as we uh, get the opportunity to talk about that. Uh, some different things coming up uh, over the next few weeks. Again, as we've been talking today and have made mention of several times on the uh, the show uh we're moving on the radio dial and you've been listening to uh the show for four years at 96.5 fm the answer well we're moving up the dial to 101.1 fm uh during the very beginning of april i can't give you the exact date uh, the lawyers haven't done their lawyering completely yet and uh, they'll give us the exact date i'll give it to you as soon as i have it but it's going to be in that first week. And, uh, you know, we have been kind of renting 96.5 FM uh, from another media group and, and running uh, the station and paying money to be able to do that and decided uh, the better way to go is to purchase a good station and uh, put the station there and upgrade the signal why we have the opportunity as well and we've done both of those and you'll be able to hear 101.1 all the way up to uh, conway and a little further north up towards um, um moralton so the bottom line is uh, we're going to be uh, a cleaner signal a louder signal that's coming your way here uh early on in april and that's where you'll find the answer. My my uh, show, Larry Elder, uh, Gallagher, Prager, everybody that's on the uh, the station, 
uh, moving on up the dial. So we're looking forward to be able to do that for you uh, here uh, on the Dave Ellswick Show. We're looking, really looking forward to it. I know I'm really looking forward to it. And also with that, uh, know that you should have the uh, 90, 96.5, but soon the 101.1 FM app on your phone so that uh, wherever you're traveling, uh, you can plug into the input of your uh, sound system in your car, put the app on, and you'll be able to listen to us uh, wherever you're at, uh, absolutely clean, and not miss anything that's going on. Like tomorrow in the first hour, the governor is going to be here in the studio talking to me, taking questions. Uh, last week when JR was on, he said the governor, the governor expects uh, you to – to ask tough questions as you always do, Dave. And I said, well, I won't uh, disappoint him. So I'll be talking with him tomorrow. Uh, In the second hour, we've worked and uh, been able to get a deal set up uh, to get uh, Alan Kerr on, the insurance commissioner. Of course, you know that what's going on there is the uh, legislature's in special session, and they're trying to solve this problem uh, with uh, the pharmacists and how much they're being charged for drugs and things. There's very little competition, so they're kind of at the mercy of one uh, group. So uh, they're trying to fix that uh, in the legislation, and uh, Alan Kerr will be uh, doing things uh, on his end to try to make things uh, work better in that uh, situation. He's going to come in, sit down in the studio, and we'll talk about that. So got a a good show tomorrow. You'll hear the governor will uh, do the do it live from two to three, and then we'll replay it again from five to six for you folks now that wouldn't get to hear it unless we did replay it. And we've always tried when we have somebody of real importance on Dave Ellswick show to repeat those shows so that you can you can hear them as uh, well here in drive time. So drive time tomorrow got a great show for you. Be no be knowing that that that's coming. Uh, your way. All right, we got about 12, 12 minutes after five. Let's go ahead and get our break in, and then Dorcas should be here any moment, and she'll join us here on the Dave Ellswick Show. 96.5 FM, the answer. All right, back with you, Dave Ellswick Show. Five o'clock hour, Dorcas is here. Uh, of course, from the Dorcas house, just circumstantial that where she works is named with the same name she has. Yeah, it's not the same not the same thing. Uh, before I go any further, let me remind you about PI Roofing. I know we had a lot of hail damage here in the last uh, weekend. Did you know in Fort Smith they had five inches of hail? Oh, no. Yeah, I got a bunch of pictures of it. People were like standing outside and they That's were crazy. sunk deep in, in hail. Well, they had some big hail, uh, big hail storm down in the Benton bryant area i was talking to duck about it last half hour said that they had some hail as size of of uh baseball yeah in pine bluff also oh you had it in pine bluff oh yeah so hers were like golf ball size but it was enough to shake me up yeah well knowing what what happened let me just tell you call pi roofing all right Mm -hmm. you call pi roofing to take care of that's the the time that i had to have my house uh my roof fixed was because of hail you know, it, yeah, it, it beat everything to death. Yep. All the shingles, uh, all the um, metal things on the top, whirly things, I call them whirly things, 
uh, they were beat up really bad. So everything had to be redone. They came out, walked my house, looked at it, called my insurance agency, told them what it would cost to do it. It needed to be done. He came out, looked at it. He said, yeah, it needs to be done. And they, and they did it. So I'm glad we missed the, the hail. Amen. Hail is terrible. I mean, it was weird because in I don't know if it was this way everywhere, but in Pine Bluff, it was super spotty. Like a person a mile away from me got nothing. We got a ton. I mean, our car, cars, you can see little dings. Oh, no. Everything that was sitting out. Thankfully, all the cars that were sitting out are old enough that it doesn't matter. And um, but um, But we have friends that, I mean, have literally baseball-sized holes in their roof. Ooh. I mean, just huge holes. It was, it was, it was, it shook me up. I yeah. couldn't figure out what was going on. I thought tree limbs were falling. If it had been on, if it had been on fire, you knew it was the end of the world. <laughs> right. I'm, just, I'm, just, I'm just saying. <laughs> and I have that. Uh, let me, you know, call the folks over at PI Roofing. Seriously, if you got problems, what you don't want to do, don't let somebody come by that's not from around this area because Mm-mm. the hail chasers are in state. I can tell you that right yes. now. And they'll say, well, we'll do a really good job and, you know, we'll we'll make it so you don't have to pay a deductible. Mm-hmm. They tell you that they're unethical. Just That's know right. that, all right? So don't do anything with them because they'll do a crappy job. Uh, get a hold of PI Roofing, 501-687-6246. Uh, Joel Johnson and his crew will do as good a job for you as they did for me. And uh, I'm going on... 15 years with my roof. Wow. It's in real, and it's still in good shape, but it's a, this year I'll be middle of the summer. I haven't come out and look at it again. You know, I'm figuring we're going to do some work on it here within the next couple, but that's PI roofing and home solutions. They're your roof leak detectives and they can take care of the hail damage as well. And they'll work with your insurance company too. All right. So let's get to what I asked Dorcas to come on and talk about. She, she sent me a text and said, hey, we're going to be uh, staying out at night and uh, sleeping in boxes and stuff. Yes. And uh, raising money. Yes. Okay, so when's this going to happen? And It's and actually how, tomorrow night. It is tomorrow night. It okay. is. Yeah, it's called Night on the Street. And um, we were the original people that started this, just so I can put that out there. But seriously, we've been doing this like 10, 11 years now. And it started down in the river market. Um, we did have boxes for a while. I remember that. We finally stopped because homeless people kept wanting our boxes and that wasn't cool with the city. And I'm not even, I'm, that's not even a joke. As a matter of fact, one of them crawled up in the box and wouldn't get out one night. Oh, and I, no. So we took him, we took him to the shelter. It was fine. You know, we love them. Um, but the city was like, not, they weren't cool with that. So we stopped right. doing boxes, but we still had it down there for a while. But we've actually switched and we're having it and we're having it in the concourse. So down underneath the stadium seats at War Memorial oh, Stadium. okay. So when you go in, it still feels like you're homeless. Right, yeah. And we'll have markers up for um, everybody. Anybody wants to participate, it's free. So you can come by yourself. You can come with friends. Get a team of your friends. Because basically what you're choosing to do is be homeless for the evening. So when you get there, we're going to give you a clipboard that has facts about homelessness in Arkansas, Central Arkansas, facts about the Union Rescue Mission, what we do to treat homelessness, which we treat the three top causes, um, which is, um, of course, addiction, abuse, and mental illness. And um, we do it effectively. We've been doing it for since the 1940s. And so you're choosing to be homeless. So all you do is you bring like your camp chair, sleeping bags, anything that, that you know, to make your own homeless camp and bring your cell phone. So we're going to give you that fact sheet and we're also going to give you pledge cards 
and a clipboard and stuff. So you'll sit there in your homeless camp and you'll call your friends and family and you'll say, hey, look, I'm choosing to be homeless tonight. And how much would you be willing to pledge to get me off the streets? Mm-hmm. And, um, and, and, it's, and it's, it's interesting because it really does give people a little bit of a taste of just being there for the evening. And we'll all be gone by like nine o'clock. Um, I tell them your friends and family don't want you to call them past like eight, eight thirty. Right. And you don't want to make enemies of people. <laughs> and so, um, but there will be runners yeah. that will be picking up the pledge cards from all these teams. I mean, I, I'm, I already know over a hundred people will be there. I'm thinking probably closer to 200. Wow. Yeah. It's a really, it's really fun event. Really become, you know, a thing. Yes. You know? Yes. It has. I remember when it was you and about six other people yeah. who started this. Yes. I think we had nine people the very first year. Yeah. I think that's the smallest. So yeah, you're right. Seven people total. But yeah, I think it was nine. And there's been years when it's been so cold. I mean, where I was just like, Jesus, please don't ever let me be homeless because it's really cold. <laughs> I can't take it. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm a wuss. Um, but um, we will be serving um, some you know, chili and things like that. We'll be serving a, a dinner. And um, I mean, just like a small dinner. But basically, that's what we'll be doing for the evening. But runners will come and pick up these pledge cards and take them to this, the, um, a whole table full of computers. So they'll be keeping up with each team's totals. Uh-huh. And then we'll be announcing like which teams are kind of doing well, how much our grand total is for the evening, all of those types of things. And um, and then those cards, the Union Rescue Commission, you don't have to do anything else. We take them. We mail them out to the people with an envelope. Um, and when they send in their money, we even send them a thank you and a tax receipt for it. Oh, cool. Yep. So it's all taken care of. So that's all you do is you just spend. And I'll tell you, you know, the first, I remember the first year I did it, you know, I have like, you know, I have, I come from a family of 16 children. Yeah. You got a lot of people. Yeah. I got a lot of people. My mom, I don't know if you know, my mom passed away. Yes, I yeah. did. And so there was like 120 of just my immediate family and wow. that wasn't nearly all of them, you know, but there was just, that's how many were able to make it for the funeral. But it's the great thing about something like this is that when I need to do this, I have plenty of people to call. So mm-hmm. I remember calling one of my brothers. I'll let him remain nameless the first year. So I told him my little spiel and he was like, well, yeah, I pledged $50. I was like, okay, I'm homeless. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. How much would you actually pledge to get me off the streets? He was like, okay, I see what you're saying. How about 250 And I was like, okay, that sounds good. <laughs> oh, so, yeah. Give yeah. him a hard time. There you go. That's good. But if I'd be your brother, I'd be saying, you said that and I said 25. Right. <laughs> you'd, probably do, you'd probably be saying, what did you do to get on this yeah, street? That's, that's exactly what we need to talk right. about. How did you end up there? So what time is it going to start? It starts at five. Okay. And like I said, we'll all be wrapping up by about nine. You can come late if you want to. You can leave early. I mean, that's just up, up to people that what they want to do. Um, Blue Cross Blue Shield is really jumping on this year. We're so excited to have them kind of teaming up with us. Um, Baptist Prep. I mean, just all kinds of, of people um, are really they're excited about it. See, if, here's my thought. All right. Uh-huh. If these high school kids really wanted to walk out for something, how about homelessness? That's something you can do something about. All right. Gun, gun violence is the person behind the gun, not the gun. All right. How about helping homeless people? And, you know, we've had, uh, we actually have almost a hundred students. With See, the, that's great. And it's, I'm talking about just this whole week. Uh-huh. Baptist Prep, Abundant Life, and they are doing. They are working so hard. They're doing projects for us. They're painting rooms. They're cleaning facilities. The new veterans facility that we're going to mm-hmm. be opening in the next year. They have worked hard cleaning that. They've done all kinds of work. So you you guys are getting ready to open a facility directly just for veterans. Yes. Now. 
fantastic because they got unique problems. Yes, they do. And we're aware of that because, of course, that makes up a large portion of the homeless yeah, population. that's sad to say. Right. But we were actually given a um, nursing home down in College Station. And so it will be specifically, we're renovating the whole thing. We'll probably have about 100 beds. Oh, that's good. Yeah. And we'll also we'll have day treatment for them. We'll have, you know, if they, if they need um, a living facility, um, we'll have counseling, we'll have classes, all the same things we do for everybody else as far as being able to help them become independent again. Can we get involved in that, the radio station? I love it. You know, help raise yes, funds for that? Yes, we would, would like so to do love that. it. Yeah, I'd like to do we're, that. We're Absolutely. really excited. My boss, and I, um, I'm the executive director now of the Unionist Mission. Well, he is the CEO president. Well, he's retired military. Okay. So he's very passionate about it. I bet he is. And he's also very educated about it, which I'm not. I'm passionate, but not educated. Yeah, well, passion <laughs> so, goes a long way in something like this. Yes, it does. So we're, yeah, we're really excited. And um, Michelle Harper, she's one of our staff people, and she's been down there with the Abundant Life kids really cleaning out that building this week. So now she's getting excited about it because she was saying, even the kids are saying, we want to be able to come back when it's done. Well, what's, you know, it's a sad story that you got, so many uh, military that, of course, are are homeless. But I mean, the whole thing of, of vet suicide mm. is just out of sight, and it is. It it just irritates me because you know, Uncle Sam sends you over to take care of things, and then doesn't keep their word to you about what they're going to do to help you when you get back. And I get a little bit testy about that being Agreed. a being a vet. You know? Yes. And uh, so I'm really happy to hear this. This yeah. is great. This is great. You got any uh, uh, any of the um, state reps or state senators on board as far as I know that you don't take any funds for them or anything, but at least letting them know. So maybe they're the people that are helping vets can say, we've got vets that we can channel your way or whatever. I, I don't, Keith is one making all those contacts. And so okay. I probably could, you need to have him on the show sometime. Yeah, we'll get him on. <laughs> yeah, Absolutely. start saying, because he can start snapping off all the names. And I'm like, I don't know who that is. Okay, I know who that is. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure Lieutenant uh, Tim Griffin, Lieutenant Governor Tim yes. Griffin would want to get really involved in something like this with it being. I agree. You know, he's, he's, uh, you know, vet. And yeah. Still, is he, is, he's not in uh, the guard anymore. Is Yeah, he is. Or is, or is he, I, I, he's somehow involved and still in the military. We have a lot of veterans in my on. family and active military too. Well, that's it. And, and, um, and it's, it's something we're all irritated by. Yeah. Because you know what? It shouldn't be this stuff about taking care of veterans and stuff. Just should not happen. Right. They put themselves between you and a bullet. Right. Yeah. Well, come on. Right. You know, I agree. As far as that's concerned. When we come back, I want to ask you about the coins and how they're going. Okay. Because I know that I've given out several. Yeah, sounds you know, great. I get, I'm going to be honest with you, they kind of look at me weird. Sure. When I give them one, I Whole say, well, here's, here's what it's good for. <laughs> oh, no, I said no ripple. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, doesn't work that way. All right, we'll be back. We'll talk to Dorcas some more when we come back here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Fox News is now. All right, so Dorcas is here from the Dorcas house. And they've got their uh, night out on the street. That's happening tomorrow night. Sorry, next time I'll have her on kind of three weeks before so we can really cover this uh, and give you time to get your teams together. And hey, stuff. y'all got time. You, you know? got friends. Yeah, just call them and show up. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. Do you don't have to pre-register anything like that. You can just show up. Join 200 new friends. Yeah. 
and and know time. that you're doing something for a great cause. And um, the, the, the rescue mission is the largest service provider to the homeless in central Arkansas. And for those of you that don't, don't know, we have nine month uh, recovery programs for domestic violence for women and children. We have one for drug and alcohol addiction for women and one drug and alcohol addiction for men. I mean, you guys do a lot that never gets publicized yeah. in this community. People are shocked when they, whenever they hear, I mean, the, the, our men's shelter also has a, our men's facility also has a homeless shelter, mm-hmm. a whole homeless program. Both facilities have work and education programs for our graduates. Um, and when they come in, when they're in our programs, I mean, financially and materially, we take care of everything. I mean, as far as we clothing, um, their medication, co-pays, their um, hygiene products, because one of the things that we require requires when they're in our programs, they don't work. I mean, it, it is a very structured, intense program for nine months, and it's divided into three-month sections, and um, and we have a high success rate. Yeah, you, and they do it your way or they don't do it. Yeah. It's I mean, just simple. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, I tell them, um, you know, if you if you really don't want to be here, if you don't appreciate it or whatever, I mean, that's okay. I just want to give your bed to somebody who is, because we, we always have plenty of clients. We do not, we're not looking I mean, we're not hurting for clients. Let me put it that yeah, way. I understand what you, I, I understand what you're trying to say. And sometimes they'll even say, "Well, I'm just going to leave," and I'm like, "Well, then we would have less cost." So, I mean, I'm, I mean, that's not really a threat. I mean, it's really only a threat to you because we want you here. We want to help you, mm-hmm. but I can't want it more than you want it. That, that's the key. You got to want to help yourself. Yes. If you don't want to help yourself, there's nothing there's I can. No do. way to start. No. I mean, God won't violate our will if we don't want, we don't want to change. Yeah. He won't make us change. Right. So I'm like, I can't make you change either. That's up to you. You either want to or you don't want to. But if you want to, we're here. And sometimes I say, you know, later on, if you decide you do want to, just come back. Okay. So you tell me, how long now have you been with the Dorcas house? And now you've moved over. You got a bigger mission than you had mm-hmm. before. So how long has it been? This is my 11th year. I was going to say, I knew I had been here at working longer than you had but you've been here for a long time now yeah i'm kind of diehard <laughs> i mean you feel really i'm I'm sure you feel kind of like i do about the community i feel really invested in this area yes and i try to do everything i can here with the show to get the information out and let people know what's going on and the problems we have i mean i i, I was the first one on radio or tv here in arkansas uh talking about the violence in Little Rock that was going on. And I said, you know, I've always heard that if you have a problem, you'll continue to have a problem until you admit you have a problem. Mm -hmm. And I said, if you want to get rid of the problem you got here in Little Rock, you got to admit that you got, you got gang problem here again. Right. And it's starting to leak out now, isn't it? Right. Exactly. But you don't hear anybody getting up and saying, yeah, we got a really gang problem here. We're, we're cracking down, but just read the stories of what's going on. And who's going to jail? It's gang members that are going to jail that are causing, you know, shooting people and everything. I wonder if this was a 35-year-old woman that was killed in the drive-by last night. Mm. I think it was uh, a passenger was shot as well. It was a drive-by shooting. Now, I don't know if they were, you know, tagged with the drug trade or or was a former girlfriend of a bad guy and he's getting back at her or whatever. I just know it's drug-related violence. Yes. You know? And uh, gangs. Yeah, working working in the population I work with, it's it's kind of I mean it's it's uh, disturbing the stories I hear, um, because I mean I was I feel like I was raised pretty sheltered, and so I didn't even know these kinds of things went on. I didn't know these kinds of things went on in the streets, in prisons, 
um, you know, where I, you know, had one time when I had a person at the Dorcas house who was be, being threatened by somebody who was in prison. Mm. I mean, I'm like, wait, how does that happen? It happens. They got uh, pipelines. Yes, there are pipelines. And um, so, I mean, there's, yeah, I feel like I've never, I'm never done learning. I learn something new. I mean, basically every day, but I mean, I, I learn big things that are new all the time. Well, growing up by Chicago, here's what I do know. When the tagging starts going up, tagging, by the way, for all of you that don't, you know, spend any time around it, when you start seeing the multicolored pictures that you start seeing show up on, you know, bridges mm-hmm. and things of that graffiti. nature. Yeah, well, yeah, that's a better thing, way to call it graffiti. Uh-huh. When you start seeing that, that's people that are tagging their territory. Right. And when that starts showing up, you're already you got a issue. problem. Mm-hmm. You already got a problem because somebody's laying out, don't come in this territory or we'll kill you. Right. That's simple. Right. And, and it happens. Okay. So let me get away from that for just a minute and come to you and talk. We, we had you, what was, we were out over there by Sears. What was it? Middle of summer last yep. year? Because it was hot. Yes. Oh man, it was hot. We did drive by and donate. Yeah. And, uh, turned around and, uh, you came out with the the coins uh-huh. and Matt Smith was there and I forget, he bought like a hundred dollars worth of coins. Yeah, he did. You know, and I bought some and I got to tell you what, the, the homeless folks that are standing out and they're all out there, you know, panhandling. Yeah. I'm saying quote unquote homeless. Yeah. And you're, <laughs> you're looking at them and, and you go, well, should I give them something? Cause they'll try to make you feel guilty. Oh, sure. They and, to uh, me. you know, and you go, well, what do I, you know, what do I, you know, I want to do what God wants me to do. Yeah. Do I give it and just hope that, you know, it's going to be used for good. Mm-hmm. You guys came up with the perfect answer to this. Yeah. And it's working. It is. It's working because people are buying them. And then what they, what they do is when they see a panhandler, they give them one of these coins. I mean, it has a little thing with it, explains it, all of that kind of stuff. But the, but tech, I mean, it's right there on the coin. It has our phone numbers, the phone number for the Dorcas house, the Nehemiah house, if they call us, we will come and pick them up. We do. We have come and pick them up. Um, depending on the coin, they either get one or five nights. And um, and that means we go and pick them up. They come in. Um, we, you know, they get um, clean clothes. They get showers. They get dinner. They get breakfast. They get a warm bed. Um, they get to wash their clothes. That's you know, incredible. You that get to take stuff. a hot shower. Yes. Think about that. If you haven't had a hot shower, let's just say a week or week and a half or whatever. Yeah. Man. I don't know if other people are like this. I go two days without taking a bath or a shower. I feel starts to bother you. Green. Right. I feel really grimy. <laughs> I don't like the feel of that at all. Right. And then you get in, you take that hot shower, and you just go, oh, yes, this and, feels good. Yeah. And we give them hygiene products. You know, we have, um, and that's a lot of what we use when people donate the little toiletries like they get from the hotels and stuff. Oh, that's cool. Um, so we, you know, they get just a whole little collection oh. of what they need. Did you just take, okay, so. If I, next time I go to CPAC, uh-huh. every day that I'm there, I should take that stuff and put it in a bag. And yeah, bring it I, back. I'm saying that. I hope no hotel owners are listening and saying, Dorcas, don't say that. <laughs> <laughs> but well, we I do would, use I, it for the I, homeless. I use maybe a little bit of it, but right. I don't want to throw it away. Right. So it just, that makes sense. To, because used to, I mean, we would try to give them like big, you know, things of can, shampoo. And well, then the next day they're back and they don't have any shampoo again. So that didn't make any sense. So we started doing this and a lot of people donate them and, and we use them. And so we'll give them a whole little package that has everything they need for their, you know, that has their soap, it has their razor, it has their shampoo, has their toothbrush, toothpaste, everything right in there. And that, you know, I know 
from talking to some of those folks. Yeah, you can talk to them. They'll many mm-hmm. of them will communicate with you. Now sure. some won't. Yeah, but most of them will talk to you, and and you 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 don't know whether you're getting the real the real deal or you're sure. getting a, a put on story or whatever. But I like to talk to them. But if they can go somewhere and get cleaned up and stuff. They're just like everybody else. You feel great after, you know, you get to shower and shave and you have right. a hot meal. You get a little bit of self-esteem back. Yes. And you don't. And and also we want we, we want to love on them. We want that. We want them to even just be aware of our facilities and our mm-hmm. programs, because our hope is, is that if they come through that they'll want to they'll want to come into the programs and they'll want to really change their life. And that's what we want to help them do. OK. How many people in the Nehemiah house right now? Um, at night, it's, um, the, the homeless shelter part has around, I think, 60 mm-hmm. to 70. Um, the program has about between 20 and 25. That's the recovery program. And then the work program, I think we have between 10 and 15. Okay. So 25 people who really want to turn their life around. Yeah. How many could, how much does it cost for that nine months for a person to go through? Um, how much does it cost yeah, us? Yeah, how much does it cost you all to keep wow. a, a person for about nine uh, months? Let's see. We figured it out not too long ago. Um, man, I hate to commit right now because I had those I had those numbers down. I wish Keith could call in and tell them to me again because we did figure it out because we were trying to see like how much would we be able to say? Look, if you did this much, this is how much it would come out to. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll try to get back with you on okay, that. Okay, let me know, and I'll personally make sure we get a commercial on. Saying that if you ded- if you dedicate this much money, yes, to Nehemiah House, Dorcas House, yeah, think about how many people you could lives you could change. Yes, because and I will tell you, it's not nearly as much as you would think. I mean, it's incredibly low. Yeah, I mean, because you, you guys are good it. at how you use your money. Right, right. We make unlike the government. <laughs> we make every. I know it's so funny because I, mean, I one of the things I love about the rescue mission is you never have to wonder if we're wasting money. I mean. This is the most overworked, underpaid group of staff I've ever seen in my life. I mean, it's it's almost to the point of ridiculous. But the good thing is they're all there because they want to be there. They're they all love there because, the people yes, that are they're there. passionate about it. And some people tell me, well, then, you know, how can you make a living? I say, I have a husband that makes a living. That's mm-hmm. that's how we our family survives, not on my income. This is my job. This is my calling. Yes. And my husband, I mean, and he's, he's a totally agrees and he supports that, which he's doing his calling. But thankfully, his calling makes money and mine doesn't. So... But his does. And so, you know, he's an RN. But but the people that work there um, work so many more than 40 hours a week. I mean, they're they're on call. They're you know, they're they're out there trying to they're doing the fundraising. They're doing the, um, you know, reaching out to the homeless. Our guys, we have pictures of our guys in our new, our next newsletter coming out that our Nehemiah House men, some of the staff has started taking them out so they can reach out to the homeless. Oh, that's cool. It's precious. And, and they love it. I mean, they love, like, they want to encourage them to come in. Like, hey, look what, I mean, God can change me. You know, this program has helped me. Come in. Let's do it. And um, and so our, our clients, um, they give back. They give back even after they've left our places. They give back. They donate. They'll even adopt clients for Christmas. Um, they come and they, um, they volunteer. A lot of them come tonight on the street. I mean, they're the ones, I mean, they don't live there anymore. They've gone on there with their go. lives and they're independent and everything, but they come back and they do these things and it's beautiful. All right. Before we take our break, let's go to Robert. He's in Little Rock. Hey, Robert, how are you? What's your question for Dorcas? Um, okay. You mentioned the coins, but I didn't hear prices or where we could get them. Yeah, I hadn't, uh, got, I hadn't come back to that, but I was. But <laughs> is, that, is that what you want to know about? 
Well, yeah, and then another question. Yeah. I, I know there's a lot of people that are on the street that um, have drug issues, and maybe I missed it, y'all talking about that, but um, what do y'all do in that situation? Yeah, we ha- well, we have nine-month drug and alcohol recovery programs. So when even if they come into our homeless program, we really strongly encourage them to come into the drug and alcohol program and actually just live in our facility and get treatment. So it's pretty intensive treatment. Um, like I can tell you the Dorcas house, the first three months, they take any of the classes that apply to them, which is parenting, um, domestic violence recovery, 12 step, and, um, and then also, um, childhood sexual abuse recovery, because that's a pretty strong factor in addiction. Um, the next three months they take, um, Beth Moore's breaking free. They take the boundaries class. They take anger management, coping skills. The last three months they take, um, relapse prevention and a class called compass which is all about workforce preparedness so it's working on their credit score getting a resume doing mock interviews learning to budget their money um if they want to applying for college or um, anything like that finishing their gd um and all the while the whole time that they're doing all this they're also getting counseling every week they all have household chores i mean we have nutrition classes and exercise classes and um, bible studies and and so it's like i said it's a very intense program um, and we do have a high success rate, but the, um, the, um, the, the program is very geared towards definitely treating addiction. Um, the other one, the other program that we have is the domestic violence recovery program, because that's also a leading, one of the leading factors for women being homeless. And then of course, mental illness. And then I'm a therapist. We have other therapists that work there. And then we also work, um, we partner with Little Rock Community Mental Health. That help you out, Robert? And this is a Christian uh, house, correct? It is. Yeah, we're non-denominational. And so, yes, we are a Christian ministry. We're supported by all different denominations. Let me tell you one other good thing, Robert. They take no government money, so the government can't tell them what to do. That is true, which is why we have fundraisers. (laughs) That's amazing. So um, where can I donate? Where can I get uh, coins from? All right. I'm, Absolutely. I'm going to let you go, and we'll 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 explain all that. All right. Thank you so much, Robert. All right. Thank you, Robert. Yeah, because I got to get a break in here. When we come back, Dorcas will tell you how to get a hold of the coins we've been talking about and how you can make uh, a donation to yes. help. That's that's kind of what I was leading up to. We will find out what it costs for a person to be treated. I will have that for you before the end of this week, and I will tell you here on the show. Let's take a break. We'll come back with more. We'll finish it up with Dorcas from Dorcas House here on the Dave Ellswick Show, 96.5 FM, The Answer. All right, back with Dorcas. We're down to uh, just a few minutes left. First of all, Robert, I haven't forgot about you, but tomorrow night, night on the street, yes. give, them, give them all the information again. Okay, so it's tomorrow night. It, people can come in at 5 to register, and it doesn't cost you anything. This is free participation. To so come in, um, well, I'm just saying we'll start registering about five, but come whenever you want to, um, and then bring your stuff for your own homeless camp. Um, bring your lawn chair, bring your camp chair, your sleeping bags, whatever you want to do, and we'll give you your area. And then we're going to give you a clipboard with information and with pledge cards and ink pens. And so you'll sit down with your cell phone, start calling your family and friends, and asking them if they would be willing to pledge money to get you off the streets that night. And we pick up those pledge cards, we mail them out to them. We send them a tax receipt, so we take care of them. But we can let you know how much your team made for the evening. Okay, so did you all come up with this idea? Or? We did. Okay. Yes. Has it been picked up now in other cities? Um, it's been, 
I sort of picked up locally, so I'll leave it at that. Okay. Well, good. <laughs> People, I know, but I'm like, don't steal the idea. Come up with your own. Right. Um, but yes, it's a lot of fun, and we will be feeding you dinner. And um, the other thing is that um, you will um, also, we can we can let you know, like, how much you ended up getting, um, you know, how much your team ended up raising for the evening. Right. And um, give you some feedback on that. And like Smith Family Funeral Homes, they're one of our, our biggest sponsors, which we love that every year. They're mm-hmm. they're the ones that jump in there and do that. Um, so Leslie and Jeff Smith, we love them. Um, they, they are so caring about the homeless. But we want you to be able to get involved. So just come to War Memorial Stadium anytime between 5, I would say between 5 and 7. We'll wrap it up about 9. Okay, East Gate? The East Gate, which is actually Gate 1. The gate facing UAMS. Yes. Yeah. So you can park right there. Um, we'll have security there for us, all that kind of stuff. So you'll just walk right in gate one and we'll get you going. All right. Sounds good. It's going to be a fun evening. All so right. Robert wanted to know how he yeah, could do it. There you go. <laughs> he needs to know how to do the coins. Yes. Yeah, so the coins, first of all, the coins are $10 and the $10 is for one night, which means we will go pick them up. They'll spend the night. Um, we'll feed them dinner, uh, wash their clothes. They get to take a shower. They actually also get breakfast the next morning. And so, uh, I th- and I can't, maybe my boss were talking about, it's either 30 or $35 for the other coin. And that coin is for five nights. So they get to say five solid nights with that. So it's a much better return if you buy the five night coin. Correct. Yes. It's a much better deal for them. And so you can purchase those, our corporate office, which is at 3001 Springer Boulevard, used to be Confederate, so now it's Springer. And um, it's right there by the rail tra- road tracks, straight across the street from Jericho Way, which is the day resource for the homeless. All right. And then right next door to the Nehemiah House, which is It's not hard to find. It's no. easy. As soon as you get off, uh, well, it depends on which way you're going. Say Roosevelt. Yeah. Go towards the railroad tracks on Springer, right before the railroad tracks up. Brick building on the left. <laughs> That's where they're at. And if you want to donate, you can go to our website. It's, it's so we're the the name of our our um our ministry is Union Rescue Mission. So it's the letter U, the letter R, and then the word Mission. You are Mission L R for Little Rock dot org. You are Mission L R dot org, and we have a PayPal on there. You can even type in what you want that you wanted to go towards Night on the Street. There's a place for you to do a note. And okay. again, you will still get um you'll still get a tax receipt for that. Fantastic. Dorcas, always a pleasure. You're going to get me the information about a year for a person to go into the program. Yes. Okay. And then I'll tell everybody about it. And I'll have you back on and bring your CEO with you. I would love it. We'll do that again. All right. I'm out, out of time tomorrow. The governor is in on the first hour. We'll repeat that in the fourth hour. Uh, also, Alan Kerr is going to be in, the insurance commissioner, talking about what they're doing as far as the whole deal with the small pharmacies and how they're going to give them some relief on these uh, drug prices. So uh, think of it, about $18,000 a year we're hearing now. So for one person. For one person. We'll get back with more of that. Yes. Be back with you tomorrow, 2 o'clock. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
the explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.